0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you receive this, you get it when you get it. This is Amani, and this is the Salt City Podcast. We have a very special guest here. It's a man that I've known for a very long time, a man that has lived probably a thousand lifetimes, probably the most interesting man I've ever met in my life, just throughout all aspects of life it's amazing but i'd like to introduce to you the man the myth the legend mr robert drummond
1: what's going on man i'm all right you got your <laughs> phone on yeah, though no I, I
0: know i gotta turn this down <laughs> yeah. so I,
1: you know, normally in football and everything we get in trouble for that that's why i picked it up to turn it down so i can turn this down so it don't make no noise it ain't rang all day so but still that's out of respect bro. yeah okay so, how you doing today I'm Rob? Doing good you it's know good. under a certain you know Certain circumstances and situations, you know. I, I guess we, we can say, you know, being uh, January second, that uh, you know, I'm just very fortunate enough to be alive, you know. Yeah. You know, it just uh, just not to get off subject or off topic or anything. Just to hear about, you know, uh, to lose a close friend last year, and Marcus Paul, who played with me up at Syracuse University you know, mm-hmm. uh, last year in December, you know, was a tough one, you know, because Marcus was my team captain you know, um, my, my senior year, you know, and then today to find out this morning that Floyd Little passed away, who was a mentor to me, yeah. and someone who um, I always went up to Syracuse with just to sit in his office and talk to him, who always gave, you know, always gave a great mentor, who gave me, you know, great advice, you know, you know, and, and just showed me the path of being, you know, who he was, you know, and it's just, it's tough to lose, you know, uh, a gentleman and great you know, people like that, but you know what, as, as I say to my, my children all the
0: time, you know, as such is life, that's life. Yeah, yeah that is true. I'm not... Floyd Little, a handful of times when I was really, really young, and also when I was in high school. And he's honestly one of the nicest people I ever met. And I, I agree.
1: You know, he, he's salt of the earth. You know, it, it kind of makes me think now that uh, when he left Syracuse because he was doing such a great job at Syracuse, just as far as being a uh, You know, humanitarian, someone who could speak out on behalf of the university, you know, having contact with former players, with the city, because everyone loved Floyd. You know, so if he knew he was sick at that point and just wanted to get away and just relax because he knew, you know, but I always had respect for Floyd. I always will have respect for Floyd. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not in pain anymore. You know, I don't hate anything on this planet. I try not I try in, in my trials and tribulations to not hate but cancer is a monster to not hate. Yeah. You know, I, I wish we can, in my lifetime, I hope that we can eradicate that disease, you know, because from from children to adults to women to black to white to Asian, it doesn't matter. Can, cancer can, it don't cancer discriminate does not discriminate, at all. and it takes everybody, and it, ta- and it seems like it takes the great people. So, you know, hopefully one day we can find a cure for that and eradicate this uh, very, very deadly disease.
0: Well, hopefully. um, well, Apparently, we have a vaccine for COVID-19, but... You know, I mean, it's it's, it's as I said before. It's, it. it's
1: January second. You know, I've I've done my research. You know, which is what I always do be I try and open my mouth. You know, and I, uh, the the whole paradigm of um getting a vaccine, the process takes ten years. Yeah. You know, from from trials. You know, to you know to to going to labs. You know, to to, to, to having people. You know, just just to see the ups and downs. You know, the you know the. Uh, the the infections uh, the you know the possible bad and good things that can happen and this got rushed within a year so it kind, of, it kind of makes me wonder I get it I understand the I urgency understand the behind human, it you know the, the the makeup of because uh it, it just didn't shut down the shut down the um, United States it shut down the world yeah <laughs> you know this is a global yeah. pandemic I mean I, I try and tell people that's like you know this is something that's just not affecting the United States it's the entire world when we as uh, americans can't fly to other countries because we're banned from those countries because of this pandemic and you know and how bad our numbers are you know it says a lot yeah. i never thought i'd live through something in my lifetime you know but i did, like this in my lifetime. but you know what that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger you know so i think in the end we will be better from this you know we 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 have learned we learned, whew, this past year we've learned a lot about you know ourselves as human beings on this planet you know mm-hmm. you just you see someone and not to get political again because i'm I'll probably Start, talk about that subject, you know, but you didn't, You look at, you look at someone and whether I like Donald Trump or not, you know, that's, that's beside the point, you know, because I'm an independent, independent voter. I voted independent mm-hmm. my entire life, you know, um, uh, as a voter, you know, and, and I've done that because I really don't like being told what to do. Yeah. I like being able to, to go out there and find out, you know, the, the information myself, weigh the good, weigh the bad, you know, and then go out there and just, you know, make my you, decision. You
0: don't want to be shackled by no. a political party. No, I, I'm, because I'm not, Honestly, I feel like that's one of the biggest issues when it comes to people supporting a political party. They think just because you're a Democrat, or just because you're a Republican, you're supposed to go by everything Correct. that they think. Correct. And no, you don't have to do that at all. No. You can no. honestly agree on a lot of certain things and then some things that you don't agree on. Like when it comes to me... I'm um, I'm registered as a Democrat, but the reason why is so I can vote for certain people in primary elections. Yes, yes. That's literally that's the only the, reason. Yeah. And there's a lot of Democrats that I do not want to vote for. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like we're all strung up in if you're blue or if you're red because at the end of the day, that all, doesn't we're, matter. We're all human beings. Yeah. you know, And, I, and, that's, and that's one thing why me, why I,
1: I chose the independent party. I can't sit there... And, 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 and vote for someone or, 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 or who does not have the ideologies that, that I have as a human being. Mm-hmm. And by that, what I mean is that, I mean, we can all take a step back, you know, and regardless, I don't know the man, you know, so, so I can't pl- pass judgment on Donald Trump. Yeah. But I can look at him and see how he treats people, yeah. how he speaks to people, how he sits there. And, he, you know, he acts like a petulant, you know, three, four, five, six-year-old child at that time when he doesn't get his way. When he's a leader like, of our country. And I'm like, grow up. Yeah. You're, you're you're a grown-ass man. Why are you acting like a baby and, and that bothers me you know at some point you know I was raised you know to be respectful to adults you know be respectful to women be expect be respectful to children and then when you can sit there you know and say I, I, I was a professional athlete for 15 years I was a division one college athlete you know for four years and then to sit and I've been in thousands thousands of locker rooms and I've never
0: Oh you talking about The locker room talk Yes I yeah. mean,
1: I, I mean, I've had women before Who were Trump supporters Tell me oh Robert That's just locker room talk No I've been yeah, like, Have you been in not, a locker room That's not locker that's room not talk how I've never been be in a locker room When guys talk like that Guys don't talk like Like girls like that Sorry but but guys I mean What he basically said was If, if he see a girl he likes He grabs her by that Throws his tongue down Her throat and I'm like sir da, That's sexual assault Yeah <laughs> You know, but, but it's not shocking to me why you have 20-plus allegations against you. If you think that's normal, if you think that's okay, it's not. Wow. And then to sit here as a, as a black man, again, I don't know him, but I have eyes, I have ears, I know what I hear. You know, and they can't say it, that's fake news. It's not fake news. It's actually him saying it. Then to sit here and say, you know, that to tell, uh, to tell the four black congressmen or congresswomen, excuse me, that if they don't like America to go back to the country they came from.
0: Yeah. It, so oh, you're talking mm-hmm. about um AOC, yes. and, and yeah, yeah, that, or whatever. they yeah. they, they as, as again they as gang a, on as a, that as a on black the hell, as a black
1: man to hear a white person tell you if you don't like the country this country to go back to the country you came from why don't you just say go back to Africa and we
0: built this country too that's <laughs> I mean, the honestly, craziest thing
1: when, I mean all my life growing up as a kid I mean I grew up in a white neighborhood in, in Jamesville, New York when I moved out there when I was ten years old. And there were racist kids out there. I didn't Obviously. understand racism back then. Back then, but they would always say if something would go wrong and everything, they would look at me and be like, "Go back to Africa," which mm. is an insult to black mm-hmm. people. And for him, he knew what it was. He knows what it, he knows. What the words are, and to sit there and say there's some fine people, people on both sides. How insulting to a man of color to sit there and say neo Nazis and white supremacists are some fine people. Why wow, it's just he he's so entitled, so spoiled, you know, been 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 catered to his entire life that he gets it. But I won't sit here as, again, I don't know him. Mm-hmm. But he has white supremacist tendency, tendencies. Yeah. He does. And I and, and I refuse. I didn't vote for... And I'll tell you now, I don't care if anybody knows. I voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I didn't vote for him because I believe in what they were saying, what they were preaching, because, you know, they have their faults. We all do. Damn. We all have our faults. You know, no one's perfect. But, you know, it's not Donald Trump. You know, I, 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 I'm not gonna, I not going to... I have two young boys. Well, one, you, you, you know, Raphael. you know, and it's just... I have to as a father live in a world where I'm worried about them every single day just driving on the street, driving on you know, in a car and I mean I'm not as worried about Raphael, Jaden's too young to drive right now, for the simple fact that he's such a nice kid and we raise him in a way to be respectful you know as he can. So if an officer's approach him it's not gonna be about ego, it's not gonna be about power. He's gonna be the most respectable kid he can. Yeah. You know, so if I ever get a call at night or anything that he's been shot or he thinks that nature one it would break my heart two i'd be shocked because that's not the type of person he is but the sad thing is though that doesn't matter to a racist
0: it doesn't matter it it doesn't matter i mean honestly and when it comes to um because i don't think roth has really experienced racism in that way so he's gonna assume all right, so if I just do everything I'm supposed to do, the cop will leave me alone. But sometimes it's just, it doesn't work that way It's hate, And (laughs) it's just hate. And you can't, you can't, you can't cut it out. No. Like it's, it's in you or it's not. No. Like in it's. that's one of the scariest things when it comes to it. And you said you wasn't going to get political, and you got nah, political No, I mean, I mean I,
1: I'm just saying, I mean, it, it, the sad thing is, though, but, I mean, unfortunately, this mm-hmm. is the world we live in. No. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's just, I mean, it, it, at one instance, I could walk into the carrier dome, a packed carrier dome. It be announced as Robert Drummond, and I'd be loved because I'm a Syracuse legend. You know, I was I'm the guy playing in the NFL. You know, who came to Syracuse when we were winning things of that nature. And they, but in that same instance, I, I, as the same the same person, I can walk into a bar, you know, somewhere in the city of Syracuse, and get called the N word because they have, they have no idea because it, because they don't know who I am, but they see the color of my skin. Yeah. You know, so that's that's the world I live in, I, and I understand that. So I understand privilege. I'm privileged to the pe- fact of you know I'm a I'm a star athlete, you know, a legend in this town of Syracuse, being Robert Drummond, the former football player. But um, but but in that same in that same instance, I still have to walk outside with no one knowing me, without a name tag on my forehead as a black man. Yeah. You know, and I've been pulled over by police who who treated me horribly until they found out, until they, re- they read my license and found out. You're Robert Drummond, a football player, yeah. yeah, and then they treat they treated me entirely differently, and, and I'm that's, like, and that's wow, whack. that's like,
0: wow, because you have to end up doing something on a football field, correct? They have to show you respect, no, but no, that, if you was just any other black dude, they'll disrespect the shit out of you. I mean, and, and, yeah. I,
1: and I and I always try and say it's like it's not about just like anybody else, you no, know, yeah. in in this planet, on this planet, I should say, I just want to be treated as a human being with humanity, yeah. you know, regardless of the color of my skin, and and what I see from the outside world is what I try and reverse, you know, you just be the complete opposite. And that's what I teach my children. There's no racism in the heart of my children. There's no bigotry. There's, you know, there's no, I mean, there's compassion for others. There's empathy for others. There, there's caring for others. There's understanding for others because that's what I have to, you know, to, to, to impose on them because mm-hmm. I told I tolerate all the time. It's like, you know, I'm on the other side of, uh, the other side of life. Yeah. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm past 50, so... I mean I probably got I me mean, I don't I don't know I mean I could live to be 100 100 200 hundred, two hundred, three. I don't know that but yeah. you know what I know I'm on the other side so I'm going to just sit back you know it was a struggle going up the hill but I'm just going to sit back you know put it in neutral and just coast down and try and teach as many young men you know as I possibly can how to be good and how to be better people that's my favorite being a personal trainer now my one favorite ba- favorite saying is you know just be a good person yeah. how hard is it to be a good person yeah it doesn't it doesn't take you know it doesn't take a lot of effort and then when you look at the television you look at politicians you know and i i sit here and say okay what is two thousand dollars in in the scheme of things at the end of the day it's nothing mm. it's nothing to a starving family you know i sit there all the time and, and i'll go out and i'll buy groceries and i'm you know and i'll give my little women gas money for you know if to get back for gas and you know if i had a billion dollars i'd give it to the people that really that truly need it yeah. because at the, at the end of the day we're all going to die and we all we all sit there, we you're get to that. Not, you're and not going to take that money with you. We get to that. Like, like one little kid said to be, Mr. Drummond, there's no U-Haul trucks. You know, they pull up to a gravesite. They bury their money with the guy who just died. I'm like, you're absolutely right. So, you know, make sure your family's well off. I respect that. But take care of people who really truly need it. That's, take care of the people that. who's here. I mean, did, did
0: God take all, care of all of us? Did God take care of all of us? Yes, or does he take care of all of us? I mean on what aspect do you mean? By I mean from,
1: care? The, from the aspect of it, any any given time, I mean if you're I mean and I'm not religious, I mean I'm spiritual. But if but if people read the Bible, the Bible says, you know, God accepts all of his children.
2: Mhm.
1: God doesn't sit there and pick and choose that, you know, okay, you're white, you know, you're tall, you're short, you're fat, you're yeah. black,
0: you're Asian. God doesn't choose but like God that. God can't control how you treat another person at you all. Know, but do you remember when the uh,
1: when, when, the Ten, uh, when the Ten Commandments were signed and then mm-hmm. he came back and he saw all the people wilding out pretty much? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I don't want this. What did he do? Yeah. He, destroyed them. he destroyed them. And people don't get it, man. Whether you believe in the Bible or whether you don't, you know, it's it's real. You know, there is an afterlife. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not, we're only, we're, we're borrowing this time. Because we born and we and eventually we all die, yeah. You no, know, so what you what you do between that? I mean, because you you have your birth date, a dash, and then your death date. What do you do? What do you do inside that dash? Yeah, it's just gonna define who you are. It's gonna we define d- what you're gonna be in the afterlife too. Floyd Little is defined as I mean, he touched my heart for the simple fact that the person he was, yeah. always kind, always caring, always had respect for others, always gave articulate words, you know, and a, and a great meaning to what it, what it was he was trying to explain to everybody. And he was always true to himself. You know, and, 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 and someone like myself, who, who's a legend of Syracuse himself, but I learned from him. And and I'd like to think that I'm the type of person that people can learn to me, whether whether it's good, whether it's bad, you know, because I'm not perfect, and you know that. You know, it's just like, and I don't try and be perfect. I try and show my flaws just to show you that I can still be kind, caring, and be kind to others. You know, even with flaws, Mm -hmm. we're all flawed. Everybody's flawed. You know, but you got to somehow, in some way, be a bigger person and not let that which will bring you into a dark place. You know, take control of you. Yeah, Yeah.
0: feel that. All right. Well, we off to a real, real start. (laughs) All right, well, we're going to end up getting back to that in a second. Um, what I first want to start off is basically the timeline <clears throat> time of everything. Uh, so. I was born the son of a sharecropper, and I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, now. Mississippi, Nah. <laughs> I'll ask the first question. You were born in Syracuse? I was
1: born in Syracuse.
0: Born and somewhat raised. They're born and raised in Syracuse. I was born and raised
1: in Syracuse. All right. city of Syracuse you know it's just interesting now you know I, I look back at it now you know when i was born you know born born uh, a single single parent home you know I knew mm-hmm. my father but we didn't have a great close-knit relationship grow- growing up you know yeah. i'll see it every once in a while but you know but uh, as a kid you don't try and figure out or try and find out the dynamics you just go with you know, what your, what your mom says, because yeah. m- most black mothers are the matriarchal, you know, the, the power of the family structure, which if a lot of people don't know. Speci- that's true. Especially in the Woo! South. <laughs> back, back then, you know, so um, I grew up with, uh, five, you know, really, uh, five aunts. I'm a, I mean, on I'm my mother's side, mm-hmm. five aunts and one uh, one uncle. You know, it was just, we were just a tight, close family unit, you know. My best friend and my family has been my best friend now for 53 years. My cousin Eric who was born a month after me. You know, so it it was just an interesting lifestyle growing up. No, no, no different than anybody else. You know, we 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 didn't have a lot. You know, my, my mother had me when she was fifteen years old. Really, and my sister when she I was seven, 17 years old. You know, and she uh, still even during those times she had an academic scholarship to Syracuse University, Really? where she graduated from. Sy- you know, with with the help of my you know my um, my aunts and my grandmother. You know, she ended up getting her uh, getting her uh, her bachelor's. And I uh, then getting ended up getting her master's. Then ended, ended up getting her PhD. With two kids, all this with two young kids. Hip. So you know, so at a, at a very very early age, I learned fortitude. I learned strength. I learned perseverance. I learned how whatever put whatever's put in front of you in life, you know, sh- sh- shouldn't define you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it should make you work hard. You know, and until this day. She, she's the, the role model that inspired me to have a huge work ethic because I, sit, I would sit here and watch her sometimes when she would come back home from school when we were kids we wanted our mother we would reach out and just want to be around our mother but she's like I got to do my homework I got to do this but she's sp- still found a way to balance her time between you know having two very very young children and going to school so when I got to school I mean granted I have my fun but I would also sit there and think that's like you know I had a mother who just Everything, everything against her, you know, who just fought it out, you know, and, and was successful with it.
0: Yeah, and that drove you because mm-hmm. every hard obstacle you went through, you were like, "Yo, my mom, yeah. my mom would eat through this. Yeah. Whatever I'm going through right now, my mom would just walk through this." And yeah, it it can it can shape anybody's worth work ethic, obviously. So I mean, it's, good it's, on your mom. It's, yeah,
1: it's just you know, and it's just I mean, and I always tell everybody you know because I was a highly recruited uh, football player out of mm-hmm. high school, you know. Visited Penn State, visited USC, you know, visited Boston College, but you know, visited school, you know, and it, it was to the point where you know my, my the biggest deciding factor of me going to school was I thought it'd be cool, and I wanted to actually have a college degree from the same college as my as my mom.
0: That's the reason why I you know, went to. Guise. That's the
1: reason why I went to Syracuse. Wow. The main reason I went to Syracuse was because my mother graduated from there. Wow. And that's what I wanted. I remember telling Coach Mack that because I because I signed early. I mean, I didn't sign early. I declared early. I declared as a sophomore. You know, which back in those days you can really officially didn't. do that when you a song um, um you can't officially do it you can make you can make a verbal agreement but back then mm-hmm. a verbal agreement was more stronger than a verbal agreement now a verbal agreement now don't mean jack yeah because before but a, but a verbal verbal agreement back then was be a man of your word you know and, and and stand by it so but i didn't excuse me i didn't know about the recruiting process and i then I, then i then a couple of guys told me it's like robert why do you you know why' you say you want to go to Syracuse so early you can take you know other recruiting trips and they pay for it and, like, I had never really traveled anywhere, you know, being this young, so I'm like, wait a minute, you mean I get to fly to all these places and they, they pay for it? They're like, yeah, you and your, they fly, you and your family in for recruiting, visit to see the seat of school. I was like, what? So I remember, but, but then, I, I, mean, I mean, and I'm an honorable man, so I remember just going to talk to my mother and being like, mom, i feel bad to Syracuse. I don't want, I, mean, I I promise, I mean, I told them I'd go to school there, but I want to take these trips, you know. <laughs> I want to go to these places. I ain't never really been anywhere. She's like, okay. Well, she, but then it was like my mother, she, you know, she called post, Coach Mack. She's like, here's the situation. You know, Robert didn't understand the process. You know, he, did, he didn't know what was going on. He didn't know he could take recruiting visits to, um, to um, uh, other schools and things of that nature, and he would like to go. And then uh, I remember her putting me on the phone with Coach Mack. And I'll never forget this conversation. And Coach Mack sat down there and asked me. She's like, Robert, or he asked me. He's like, Robert, let me ask you one question. I was like, yes, Coach. What did he, He's like, what made you, what was your first Reason and deciding he wanted to go to Syracuse so early, I was like because my mother graduated from here, and I he said and I, and I would love to have a degree. At the end of the day, of the same college as my mom because I have mm-hmm. that much respect for her. He was like, "Go take your visits." He said because you're not changing your mind about coming to Syracuse. He oh, like, he, he didn't
0: even apply pressure
1: to you. He? he didn't apply pressure at all. He he knew the fact that the bond between a child and his mother is way stronger than anything they could have showed me out there. Yeah. So I mean, and I, and, I, and that's why I always say. My respect for Coach Mack after that because he had enough faith in me um, and, and understanding family that my, my family my family bond, my family tie was way stronger than, than anything that a, a USC or a Penn State or a Boston College or a Tennessee could put in front of me. He said, they, they could show you the greatest time in your life. It's like, at the end of the day, you're going to spend four years accomplishing something that is proud of you and your heart from your mother. And, and he was that exactly. And
0: it's that. Absolutely right. Also, it's just that feeling of you growing up in Syracuse yeah. and you growing up watching that university. This is A all bunch I know. of people you know yeah. either went there or worked there. And it's finally you playing for your home. Yeah. And. Obviously we ended up having conversations on that it's not there when it comes to Syracuse football anymore. Don't get me started about them. <laughs> like, Lord, don't get me it, started about them. Well, it's, and it's it's just I it's sad because coach Mack saw the value in that yes. when it came to Syracuse athletes. Yes. That's why he recruited yes. people from Syracuse. He recruited he recruited Syracuse heavily. Yeah. He, he truly did. Yeah, because coach Mack understood these students that are from Syracuse coming to my school, they got something to prove. This yeah, isn't yeah. just a degree in playing football. Yeah. This is more than that. Yeah. And I don't know. This Syracuse just swayed away from that. I mean, it's, it's time to change.
1: I mean, uh, the 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 makeup of uh, of this new generation. I mean, I knew when I was in school. I mean, oh my gosh, from Baldwinsville, the Corcoran, the Henniger to Liverpool, to J.D., to, I mean, oh, holy! Football, football was huge. Yeah. And, and and the thing I always say that you get, you get a guy from Syracuse, a local kid, to come and play at Syracuse, he's going to play harder. Yeah. Because he's playing in front of family and friends. Yeah. He's not some kid from Florida who, who gets up there and if something goes bad, he just, you know, puts his head down he has no one to talk to. I mean, every single day, I mean, in, in practice, I'd be able to turn around and look up and I, I had no no lesson this is every single day for four years, no less than three to four to five family members sitting up, you know, as my as my cheering section because it was right. My, my grandmother's house was five minutes yeah, so away from the Let's
0: go see round practice.
1: So they would. Um, Coach Mac always allowed them to come to practice. So it inspired me. Even when I would make a mistake and think I was doing something wrong, they just inspired me to work harder and do, you know, be much better. This current regime, they doesn't they don't get that. Wow. All practices are banned. The media can't come in. Even me as a former player, I'm not allowed to go, I'm not allowed to go to practice unless I go through all these channels just to be able to watch their practice. And I'm like. I just wanted to watch their practice. I'm yeah. not trying to give you a security clearance. You know, just, you, what do you want? You know, you want my DNA? You want blood? You <laughs> want you know, a tooth imprint, a finger imprint? It's like I'm not going through all that, that whole process just to be able to watch a bunch of kids practice who I could inspire. Yeah. It's not hurting me. You know, my my last two years at Syracuse. You know, we we were what twenty 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 one and twenty one and two. What were what was Syracuse their last two years? <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know.
1: Were they just last year? Um, one in ten. Many, oh, they they won. They one, won game one in this ten. Year? One in ten. Damn. Yes. So it's not. It's not. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> when Babers is fired and he will be fired. I don't know. You, you think he's staying in Syracuse?
0: I don't think he wants to stay in Syracuse. But I rest my case. Did Coach Max stay in? Syracuse? They're going to end up owing him money, won't they?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, no, he won't. I mean. He won't be fired this next year, but I mean, they're
0: they're not they're not going to be better. They're not going to move. They're not they're not going to resign him. They're, they're not, not going to be move better. forward with him. And I understand that. Um, one thing I was going to ask, uh, obviously as a Syracuse alumni, you are not happy about Syracuse football no. right now. No. Is it the same with the rest of your former teammates? Yes. Like, because you obviously speak to all of them.
1: Oh yeah. Right? I mean, it's just that we 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 feel as if we are on the outside looking in. I mean, we as as and you built the program. We like, built the program. I mean, the Carrier Dome, you know, is a Carrier Dome because of us. Yeah. You know, it's just that it just seemed like when Baber came in, Babers came in and said he wanted us to stay away. He wanted to do his own way. We were like, fine. You know, and, and now things are going bad, and we see we see something we that we built to be proud of that he's he's destroying. Yeah. You know, and it's like somebody coming in destroying something, and then two three years later, he's gone. He won't be here, and it's like you know why? Why we're sitting here trying to help you? It's like you know here you have a group of guys, you know, who are successful businessmen, who are successful at Syracuse, who were successful in the NFL and got drafted high in the NFL, and you're telling us no that we you don't want us to have contact with the players and watch your practice and just give our advice, not just on football but life. Yeah, that's that's to me that's an egomaniac. That's just somebody who's a megalomaniac. Because you got to think
0: about all of the former players that play for Qs that played in the why do you think 80s former players and don't come 90s? back they and the thing is y'all would love to come back yeah. but the They're only reason why you would come back is to see each other yeah and i feel when i look at all of these other big time teams like when it comes to alabama or lsu all former players come back all on the sideline
1: talking to the players they and, make
0: know, even if you're in the Clemson, league, it doesn't yep. matter what's going on you come back on yep. a bye week because we're pr- we're still don't get it wrong we're still proud
1: mm. of our university mm. you know and, and the name Syracuse and what we accomplished because we know the blood sweat and tears you know that we put in you know th- th- to make it successful up there but to be but to be turned away by what we consider an outsider
2: yeah. you know
1: because it, it's like you don't how can you expect to build a tradition if you don't understand the tradition yeah Dino Babers when Joe Morris a few years ago was having his jersey retired and they told him that, uh, that they're going to have, during a game, that they're going to have Joe Morris from Jersey, Jersey retired. He didn't even know Joe Morris went to Syracuse. Really? He had no idea Joe Morris was a running back from Syracuse University. How do you get a job at a Division One university and not know the history of that school? Especially a, a player like Joe Morris. Yeah. Taking the first, I mean. Are <laughs> a you, running back are you at kidding Syracuse. Me? Like, it's, it's, wow. It's been, what, five years with Babers now? I've never met Dino Babers, and I've never met anybody on his coaching staff. Really? And I'm local.
0: And it's crazy because you would think he would just bring a branch out and be like Rob. And I did a radio
1: show up there. For, uh, no, like, I, I, no, I did a television mm, show
0: on the field in the dome for three years, and I still never met him. And He never want to come out and talk to you. Hey, can you help me I, talk I, to I, these I, kids? I guess he, think, I guess he wanna, thinks he's too big. Too big. Where did, where did he coach before Bowling Green? Bowling Green. Oh.
1: All I know is somebody's too big. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. He went 1-10 last year
0: Yeah And honestly With his What was it The 9 and 9 10 and, and, 10 and, 10 and 3 10 and 3 Yeah The other season that he yeah. had Those weren't even What players who he recruited No Those were all sh- shape were shapers, kids yeah. So mm. And it's funny because uh, I was talking About this <laughs> With a few other friends of mine About how the recruiting in Syracuse they it feels like they refuse to recruit they local don't recruit people. Syracuse and there's a lot of good
1: players that came out um I've I've, I've heard the scenario behind why they don't recruit, recruit in Syracuse but I mean but I'm not gonna put that young man's name out there like mm-hmm. that yeah no, I know what you're talking no, about you know but um I mean that's that that's that's not fair you know and, and to, until uh, having uh, personally know him until I hear his 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 side of the story I'm not gonna I mean I'm not gonna you know mess with it like that but I can I can see why he would think that's a reason, but
0: that that's not fair. You can't. How are you gonna put How are you gonna put one incident on students or kids that had no idea of that situation, yep. Yep. and they have no idea, and they have nothing to do with it? All they want to do is play ball, and Syracuse lost out on a lot of good athletes yeah, because have. of that. There's no reason why Stevie Scott shouldn't be at Syracuse so right Vassie now. Vassie Dennis is in Pittsburgh. Uh, Vassie, I don't. I don't understand up, it. You
1: know, Boston College has more people on Syracuse on their roster than Syracuse does from Syracuse, from the city of Syracuse. Really? Yes. Jaleel Berry. Um, who else? the, the other kid? Uh, Noah, Noah. What's Noah's last name? Ah,
0: I know you're talking about. He plays for uh, BC, right? Yes. Uh yeah, I know you're talking about.
1: Mm. It's it'll so it'll come to me
0: because I play. I actually coached against him in Pop Warner. hmm Real good athletes.
1: Yeah, the, the kid, uh, the, the Phillips kid. Yeah, the Phillips brothers. And he yeah. played
0: for Syracuse, but. That's the funny, that's the wildest thing. Andy played for Syracuse. And he, honestly, Andy was probably, when I was in high school, because I was a freshman when he was a senior, yeah. that's probably the best, like, lineman that I've seen, like, with my two eyes. Mm-hmm. And him going to Syracuse, his brother not even getting yeah. heavily recruited. Yeah, That's kind of wild to me. And as a trainer, we got some incredible athletes coming
1: coming up in the next four five six seven years some very yeah. very good athletes and I'm, i mean i'm going to suggest
0: to them but Babers are still here but I one mean, thing i am happy about is how <clears throat> local athletes just from central new york are f- finally starting to get their flowers yes. because when i was coming up you remember my brother's class yes that was the greatest yeah. class of football i've ever seen in my life when it comes to all the athletes but the best school they went to was probably Mackey going to Cuse. Yeah, and everybody else like Cole King ended up going to U Albany. Yeah, my brother he ended up going to Hobart. Trey Williams yeah. ended up going to New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. Yeah, like that whole class just across the board was great, and not a lot of them have went high D one, and we're wondering why.
1: I mean, it's just like it's like Liverpool. I mean, when I when I my my junior year. Liverpool was stacked, but um, mm-hmm. Liverpool's the starting the starting quarterback Chris Jones ended up playing Major League Baseball, but he had a scholarship to go play at Rutgers. One of the running backs Henry Florinori, went to Syracuse University as a, as a tight end. The fullback J.J. Grant went to the University of Michigan as a, as a middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. The other running back uh, Todd Richardson went to the University of Alabama as a cornerback. One of the wide receivers Sean Terry went to Sean with the University of Tennessee as a wide receiver, and the other one, the other the other um, receiver, oh, I, forget, I forget his name. He didn't go to a biggest school, but, but but he was up there. But but I mean, myself and Scott Swady and the same team, JD, both went to Syracuse. I mean, I could go down a list of, uh, Chris Geddy, another Liverpool guy, went to Syracuse. I can go down the list of names of the athletes that were coming out when I was playing. I was just like, all Division I big name athletes going to these big schools. And you
0: wonder qu- what the, the, happened. the
1: quality of talent didn't just drop off. It's just that if you can't inspire a kid, you know, to, to wanna to do because Syracuse was recruiting at that time, Coach Mack was recruiting Syracuse heavy. Yeah. So if you if you tell a kid if he's a freshman, he's a sophomore, he's a junior, that I'm looking at you, how much do you think that inspired him to go out there and work that much harder?
0: And also when you look at schools like Alabama, yeah. if there's a three star, two star athlete that is from Tuscaloosa, yeah. they're going to they're Bama. Going to, yeah, they're going to Bama. Nick Saban gonna come up to you, he won't even say nothing. He's like, Yeah, Yo, you're coming to Bama, right? Bapers. There's no other reason why he wouldn't. Papers doesn't get it. And it's just, it's obviously as an alumni and as a former player, you feel the way a lot of other people yeah. feel when it comes to Syracuse. Oh, trust me, it's
1: not just it's, it's not just me. It's it's the fans also. I remember retiring and, and coming back, and when I came back I, after I retired, uh, Greg Robinson happened to be taking over, and I was just like, w- what 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 dark days for Syracuse because he just took a program and they 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 wanted to make Syracuse, which is a small knit community. You know, a um, uh, blue-collar workers that get up every single day, put their pants down one leg at a time. You know, just go to work, work as hard as they can, come back home, lay down, eat, kiss their kids. You know, kiss their wives, go to sleep, wake up, do the same thing again. They wanted to make it Hollywood. Yeah, Daryl Gross' whole idea was a you know bright lights, big city, and that's that's not who we who we are wow. or who we ever were. You know, and and, and because they say um when I, when uh, Daryl Gross uh, came up here, you know him and Greg Robinson, both Greg Robinson with, with his 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 whole point and trying to recruit um. Athletes was to like walk around with a Super Bowl ring, you know, or, or go on recruiting trips and show the, uh, trips and show the kids this Super Bowl ring, and kids would say, "I'm not impressed with that. That's yeah. that's a Super Bowl ring. I'm I'm, I'm going to college, you know." Yeah. So we so. gotta do things like that to try and impre- to try to oh, impress kids. That. Yeah, it's with not Darren gonna
0: Gross work. Trying to make it New York's college <laughs> team, the city don't give a shit about New could, York State's could, college team. That's, care less. It's I don't, I don't know. It's it's difficult, but I mean I feel like there might be light at the end of the tunnel.
1: That's a damn train. <laughs> 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 that, that light comes is a damn train. Watch, I I be shocked, shocked, absolutely shocked. Depending, I ain't seen the schedule yet. I can look, but if we won two more than two games next year, really? Yep. Mm. What's changed? All right, they got this quarterback coming in from Mississippi State transfer. Okay, that's all well and good, but the offensive line still trash. Yeah, and there's a reason why he transferred. Your offensive line still trash, and, and now you um the one wide receiver who's your second leading receiver um uh, uh Hakeem or not? Yeah, Hakim. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he's transferring. There's a reason why somebody who's doing successful at Syracuse as a senior with one year to play to get himself ready for the NFL is transferring to another
0: school. Maybe he's thinking that they're not. Pre- transferring to rip. another school. They're not conditioning him for the NFL. Because you can see that. No, they're not. And you're trying to get better looks. So, honestly. what do you think he's his, his job?
1: His players don't get drafted high. Although, I think Andre Cisco will get drafted high this year. And I think. Uh, There's
0: been some good athletes that come well, through Syracuse, I can't even pronounce
1: his name. too. Mula Falawani, Mula Falawani and um, Trill Williams, I think, will we'll all get drafted pretty high. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when so? I say drafted high, I mean, like, the first round. I mean, not from them. I mean, my class. First round, second round, third round, yeah. fourth round. Those are high picks. Yeah. Not fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. With much due respect to them, because getting drafted is an honor in itself. But I'm just talking about putting. How many in,
0: people get drafted each year? Uh, there's it two, seven. There's seven
1: round, Thirty-two picks.
0: Like two seventy or, or something. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 an honor to be in. Period. It is. Two hundred and seventy I mean, of the greatest athletes. Yeah. That played football, so.
1: But For me, to even, even watch the Seattle, uh, Seattle Seahawks play, it's, uh, it's fun, and it's uh, refreshing to watch Elton Robinson, who I, who I became good friends with mm-hmm. outside of uh, football, you know, just you know just away from the football field. And to, and to see him, who was a hard worker, granted, I thought he should have won the second or third round, but he ended up going to the fifth round, and that's because of the skiing and the way Syracuse plays. Yeah. There's no respect for Syracuse across this country. Man, yeah, not right now no respect, trust me. I know. Not guys the way like, they used to be in the 80s and
0: whether 90s. Whether it be Cal,
1: whether it be Texas, whether it be Oregon, whether it be Miami, Florida, Mississippi, Tennessee. I know players, guys I've played with, you know, for years. They all tell me, they all ask me the same thing. What's going on up there? I have no idea. They won't let us in the see or talk to them. Yeah. I mean, you would think a good coach, I'm pretty sure, Dabo Sweeney, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, Nick Saban, you know, I'm pretty sure every single coach that's in a position – You know, uh, uh, being a head coach at a major university that's doing well, you know, uh, reaches out to their former players. Yeah, uh, um, it's important that helps you with recruiting. You understand this. You've been in the NFL. You're in business now. You did this. You know, help me with these young men. Educate my young men. You know, there's a reason a good teacher can make a young child successful. Mm -hmm. There is. There's a reason why a former player can talk to a young kid playing there and make him successful because. We've been there. Yeah. We've done that. They're trying to get to where we've got to. Not where you as a coach gotten to. You know, Some of these coaches have never played football past
0: high school. They just had to have a mind for the game. And plus, imagine you being a high school football player, <coughs> probably four or five-star athlete. I don't believe in that star system. Well, I'm saying when it comes to them being highly recruited, obviously, and someone... Like Donovan McNabb yeah. calls you up and tells you how great that school is. Yeah, and you're gonna sit there and be like, I played, I played Madden with this yeah. dude. It's a huge recruiting tool. Cause I know Odell Beckham be calling players yeah. up. Oh, he was out there giving money out there. I, but he was that's, that's, like, that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I know Cam yeah. Newton be yeah. calling yeah. players up. So that
1: dude too busy li- looking in the mirror. What? What
0: you mean? Showing his chest. dance on his chest. <laughs> yeah. I remember he was a real big fan of. Oh, I'm a Cam I'm a camp fan now, but.
1: Can't be tripping, though, man. Be, he
0: be tripping. He be dressing like somebody grandma. It's bad.
1: Well, he, he he dressed like an old bag of laundry, boy. I you know mm-hmm. what he be doing. He be he be straight tripping.
0: All right. So um, talked about college football, and um, so you played football for Syracuse for how many years? Four years. Yeah, four years. Um, from what years? From from eighty five to eighty nine. Eighty nine. All right. And then after that, you ended up picked. You mm-hmm. ended up getting picked up. By the Philadelphia Eagles in the third round, right? Yep, third, third round. round. By, third round by Philadelphia wow. Eagles. You know, wow.
1: <laughs> all from hard work. All from mm-hmm. just you know just putting myself in a position to, to, to be successful. You know, it's I mean it, it's a, it's a dream come true. Mm-hmm. It's like hitting a lottery, but in the same sense, it uh, it's hard work. Yeah, you said it was tough. Whew, it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. I mean, it's just you're, you're fortunate enough to be blessed enough. To be able to be in that position, you know, but it's hard. Yeah, it's real hard. You You're know? telling
0: me training camp oh, was goodness. like the most. The, ru- the rules are, the most are a lot different now as far as the contact, thing. but
1: back then it, w- it, w- it was tough. I it was then, it was hard mentally and physically. Yeah, it right? was hard. Very, it was very hard mentally and physically. You know, it's just. I mean, I got a chance to meet meet, <clears throat> meet a lot of my idols. You know, I met you know Ronnie Lott, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. You know, Lawrence Taylor. You know, it's, you know, Mike Singletary. You know, it's just mm-hmm. here, here, are guys that you know I would watch on TV and be like, wow. You know, just as you know, as a as a kid or a young young college athlete growing up and being like, Lawrence Taylor was one of my favorite players to watch. I didn't like the Giants, but like, but Lawrence Taylor was was like a beast to watch and then be able to be in a game and just you know your first year. I don't care. I mean, rookies may not say it or not, but you're in awe. You know, because yeah. you're like, wow, I'm in the NFL playing against guys who I idolized growing up. You know, Marcus Allen was my. I pad I my game after Marcus Allen. I remember we played my rookie year. We played the Raiders. Actually, the Raiders that had Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember just looking across the field, just like just staring That's at Bo, Jackson, Bo and Jackson the whole game, I'm like, yeah. "Oh my god, yeah. those dudes are huge." And then, yeah. then I remember just after the game, I mean, I wanted to go up, you know, and meet Marcus Allen, but I didn't have the courage. You know, I, mean, I didn't yeah. have the confidence enough to go up. You know, I was like, I want. And then Randall Cunningham was my quarterback. He was like, drum because like, he, he knew I was, I mean, because Randall took me under his wing and Randall, Randall would talk to me and everything like that. Yeah. And so he knew Marcus Allen was my, uh, my idol. So he walked me over there and he introduced me to him. I sat there and talked to him for a while, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, this is cool. You
0: know? <laughs> he was fanning out a little bit inside. <laughs> he was like, what?
1: I, I, I was a fanboy back then. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it's funny how you just idolized Lawrence Taylor. And I bet you you probably lined up against him a few times. Yeah. And Lawrence Taylor, he didn't care about none of that. He was like, man, I'm trying to take somebody's head off. Though. I mean, it's, it's just, but I mean, as I said, it, it's it's hard work. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's okay
1: to idolize these guys, but it's a job. Yeah. The J-O-B, J-O-B-B, like Brubman
0: from, from Martin said. Yeah. So, um, you played in the NFL for how many years? I was in the NFL for five years. Five years? Yes. Solid. Yeah. <laughs> Better
1: than average. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and then I ended up, ended up going to Canadian Football League, you know, because... There's so much politics in football. I mean, all people see is what they see on television, you know, yeah. uh, on Sundays or Thursdays or Mondays. They don't know what it goes on behind the scenes. I mean, it's just I mean, if you take a step back and you look at it now like the whole situation Cam Newton had to go through. Cam Newton signed for a league minimum. You have an NFL former most valuable player took Think his team about that. to the Super Bowl. Think about that for a second. Yeah. Cam Newton took his team to the Super Bowl. The MVP of the entire NFL. Got quarterbacks out there with $100 million contracts. And he signs for the league minimum just to be able to go play for a team.
0: That's... Like a year or two removed from it. Yeah. And there's players that you're just wondering, why is he still in the league? A year or two removed? From, yes. And there are players out there that got triple what Cam Newton was getting. Yeah. And he was a former league MVP. Just out of respect, it's it's politics. And the worst a, part is, this season hasn't really been too great no, for him. no. So... I don't know what's going to happen after this next year cuz I don't think the Patriots are going to stick with him.
1: No. Oh gosh, no. No so, chance.
0: It's going to be hard for him to start on another team.
1: But how can you fault him? It's like name, name another player they put around him on that, that team. That team is not good. No, they
0: stink. The team is really not good at they're all. They're horrible. They're not good at all. But you're so, going to fault him? Th- that's what they're going to do. And it's just funny how again, the people politics. Like, people like Ryan Fitzpatrick is been in the league for how many years? Balling, <laughs> balling somehow. But like, it's funny because Ryan Fitzpatrick he be doing enough. Every time yeah, NFL teams be looking like, you know what? Like, there's no reason why Ryan Fitzpatrick play on our team. Starts the game, throws a 300 yard game. They be like, all right, yeah, all right. I mean, it's, 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 might it's, as well keep
1: him. There's players out there, man. That Mitchell Trubisky, Mitch horrible, horrible, horrible. yeah, horrible. Garoppolo. Horrible. He yeah, had like he had a good season. Man, please. Jimmy GQ had one good Man, season. I, I bet they get him up out of there. Get the opportunity. They about to get him out of here. If he have the opportunity, Phillip Rivers. They gonna get him up out of there.
0: Yeah, yeah. that is true.
1: Mm.
0: All right. So you played in the CFL <laughs> for how Ooh. many years?
1: Ten years? Ten years. Yeah, long time. It's a
0: long time in Canada. Yeah.
1: But you know what? The, the the thing I liked loved about Canada most, besides the fact that um. The, the the people are just just great people. I mean, I always I always would say that. In the United States, we're uptight, we're grumpy. That's why we have so much road rage here. Everyone's just rrr, rrr, we're in a hurry. They go everywhere. In Canada, everyone's laid back. They're relaxed. They're just doing their own thing. You know, they're, they're not worried about things that are you know they they don't they don't sweat the small stuff. Here, yeah. What a what a what a great experience. You know what? That's
0: funny. People in Canada are different. Yeah, they're they're like they're laid back. Yeah,
1: they're not, they're, they're not stressed, but they don't. They don't have the history like we have here, you know. Whether it be like, whether it be racism, whether it be war, whether it be the East Coast West Coast rivalry, whether it be, you know, the the the, the rappers with, with battling Beef. I think the, the one of the biggest rappers at the time to ever come out of
0: Canada was really was Drake. Yeah. You know so. I mean, Cardinal Official was out, but nobody. Yeah, all right. Man, exactly. please. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hold your hands, to you in, and try and look through it. <laughs> That's how his uh, how good his career was. Please,
0: oh, man. I mean, Drake showed a lot of respect to Cardinal official.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I've heard the name, before.
0: Yeah, name man, before. It
1: ain't Drake, but if you put a song, I wouldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you who it was. <laughs> yeah. You was the one who put me on Drake years ago, boy. Yeah, way back. I was like, yeah, you know this dude Drake. You're like,
0: who? What was that that so far gone? Yeah. Or? I came back the next day. You were like, ew. This man Drake nice. Man. Yeah, he's
1: tight. I mean, t- t- talented individual. But, I mean, just, just the atmosphere in Canada is just entirely different than the atmosphere down here. Yeah. I mean, we're just we're just down here. We're just, the best way I can describe it is just we're uptight. We Got to have it now. Got to be in a hurry. So you don't hear about road rage up here. You hear about road rage down here all the time. Holy smokes. I mean, oh. it's, it's just, as I said before, Canada doesn't have the history we have. Canada mm-hmm. has a, doesn't have a constitution where you know, people of color were not included. You know, Canada doesn't have, have a constitution where, you know, where people of color, when, 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 it, when the constitution says, you know, we the people, but it says we the people and it was signed by all white men and it says we the people and they still had over 500, excuse me, 500 million slaves Damn. at the time. You know, so I, how can I sit here and I, I mean, I don't want to take it out of context, but sit, sit here and say not as a black man in this country Pay attention to the simple fact of something was written, you know, that I'm supposed to abide by, but it wasn't written for me. Yeah, And that's just the truth. Yeah, I mean, and it just seems like the, the 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 angst that people get when you explain the truth to them. It's like, I mean, if if it bothers you that much, then you know something's wrong. If they, if I, if I don't feel something wrong, I can brush it off. You know, if I see if I see somebody out there, a boxer, or something getting that ass taxed, you know, bah, 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 you know, and I know he's not a good boxer. It's not going to bother me. I know he's not a good boxer and that's the truth. He's not. Yeah. So of course he's going to go out there and get blasted. But if I see something, if I know he's a good boxer, I see him getting beat out there, I want to speak up. Be like, you know what? You should have prepared better. You should have did this. You did it. Because facts are, you're like if uh, that, that, that dude is about to fight Floyd Mayweather.
0: If he beat him, I'll be shocked. Oh, you're talking about Jake Paul? Yeah. No, no. Logan Paul. Jake Paul's the one that beat up on uh, <laughs> beat up on a Dave Robinson. Beat him up. Honestly, I'm glad that happened though. I'm glad Why? because I'm sick of people saying this athlete will do this this and this in this sport. No they won't. And this is what Nate Robinson was saying, because he's the one that called out Jake Paul. Yeah, no, he said, "Yeah, you need to fight a real athlete," not realizing Jake Paul been fighting for like three, or four years. Nate Robinson caught them hands, <laughs> caught them <in> the hands. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was funny because uh, two of my friends they told me that they bet on Nate Robinson for real. Yeah, they bet on Nate Robinson because it was the odds were so low for yeah. him. And hands. I was like, all right, yeah, maybe if he prepared, because he's a good athlete, he if he hands. prepared and he pl- fights conservative, he might be all right. But then the moment when I started watching the fight, this dude started. Yeah. I was like, oh, this dude ain't practiced at all. He caught them hands. He caught oh, them hands.
1: Should have walked in the ring with, uh, with some twisted tea cans. <laughs> yeah,
0: because I'm going to be real with you. That knockout of Nate Robinson, the picture Going to be in white barbershops all over the country. All, all over the country, that's it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they got their
1: Jerry Cooney and Rocky Marciano back, bro. Yeah.
0: And it's going to be Jake Paul right over there. You going to be like, oh. They do. i to tell y'all, but honestly, now nah, what was he talking about? Um, yeah, like, what's his name? Logan Paul. He's going to fight Floyd. I don't see him winning. That's why I think Floyd agreed to fight, but. But, 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 but the concept we were talking about, I was, I was explaining to
1: you, talking about talking about truths yeah it's just I mean we, we, we live in such times where we hear everything is fake this fake that fake 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 not true not it's like it is true it's like I, I don't I don't need a PhD or a scholarly degree to understand what's true and what's false yeah. what's right and what's wrong what's good and what's bad you know I I mean I have common sense hmm you know so when I sit here and I you know and I, and I live in a world where you know I can see a cop you know that comes up on a, on a on a on a young unarmed black man, you know, regardless of what you think, you know, you you have your knee at his neck. You know, at some point, common sense kicks in. Here, I mean, humanity. Is, again, as I said before, treat me as a human being. I'm screaming for my life. I'm screaming for my mother. At any given point, I don't care if I you know despise somebody, don't like him. If they're screaming at me for help, I'm gonna listen. Yeah, they're handcuffed, they're on the ground, and I'm the one enforcing. I mean, especially when when their body goes limp, and you still sit there for five more minutes with your knee across their neck. You wanna that's, kill them? That's, that's that's racism. Yeah, that's evil. That's racism. That's That's, that's, evil something, right that's there. something deep inside
0: you. You feel hatred towards a man in front of you. And you it's know. funny because when America basically this this country was built. Of racism Of violence
1: And built off um,
0: of racism Ahmaud
1: Arbery I mean here's a man jogging Okay If I have to bring I mean you're jogging You have a t-shirt on And shorts on You clearly don't have a weapon You're jogging Regardless of whether I think you stole something Or did anything It's okay It's not on you (laughs) So why are you bothering me But you clearly have to Bring a gun out here And shoot a man Who's jogging With nothing on him But you I thought he was stealing something where is it at alright so the what even if he that's, did steal something that, who that, cares that's hate that's hate you, you are, wanna put you it, wanna hurt somebody Eric really Garner weird. screaming for his life I can't breathe over cigarettes cigarettes regardless of whether it's a law or not comply it's friggin cigarettes
0: Yeah.
1: are you kidding me $10 a pack so you're gonna take somebody's life over $10 a pack he's selling Lucy's you know Tamir Rice there's a I mean okay I mean just I mean, just, just stay over here for a second the mindset a police officer is hearing, okay, there's a kid who may have a gun, in, you know, in the in playground, blah blah blah, whatever it may be. If I'm, if, if I'm, I'm not even a police officer, and I understand that. with well, the first thing you do when you pull up at something, you survey the scene, yeah. See if there's any possible anybody out there, else out there that could get hurt, blah blah blah, by ricochet or gunshots. Okay, when they pulled up, this young black kid was the only kid standing there Damn. by himself, no one else around. Within three
0: seconds of pulling up on this young didn't, kid, didn't, they shot him. Didn't say hey. They shot him. Didn't do anything like that.
1: Breonna Taylor, you walk into the house of, you know, do you think they would have shot a gun like that that many times in a house filled with white people? No. No. But the minute as black people, you know, we, 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 we Philando Castillo, I can go on and on and on about the names. But the minute as black people, we speak out and say the, about the injustice and things of that nature, it's like we're wrong. Here you have people who obviously, clearly, with video evidence, have killed people. Who were unarmed and they're walking free Mm. they're walking free they're not even being charged but we're supposed to accept that you know what we had to accept slavery we had to accept oppression we had to accept that no civil rights we had to accept the riding in the back of the bus we had to accept all that until it was changed at some point and and, you know anybody will sit here and say enough is enough already it's like i told you in the beginning you know what i'm not asking you know for restitution i'm not asking for res- respirations i'm not asking you know to be dominant or be as evil to you all i'm asking you is that you treat me like a human being and fairly um, is that all too we much we ask, ask
0: just to exist but that's but, it but they can't do that and it's just a part of history when a group of people are that's a key word, history. Yeah, no, I'm saying like when it comes to history, not even American history, not even Black history, just history period. When there's a group of people that end up getting just disrespected by a system, year and year and year and year out, people naturally are gonna get violent. Yeah, that's why all of the riots started happening over the summer. When a corner,
1: when an animal's cornered, but when an animal is cornered, what does it do? Yeah. And, it attacked, and that's and not la- American la- history. La- that's history. It lashes out. Yeah. Why do you I think mean, the How do you think the Revolutionary War started? I know. I mean, like you say, it's like black. I mean, every talk about what well, black people are in the ghettos. Why do you think black people are in the ghettos? Because when we, when we basically came came off of slavery, you know, through the whole systematic through civil rights things, you put us like you put the Indians on plantations, you put us in you know low income systematic housing because we didn't have the education, we didn't have the money, you know, we didn't have the. Not one black person you know that I know of has ever gotten generational wealth. Off black people picking cotton.
0: Nope. Oh, but one funny thing is the moment slavery did end, black people were actually doing oh. very, very well for themselves. But here they but but, and but then but, but we were what? called but we were called lazy. Yeah, but we were called lazy. We people, work, because we wouldn't work because we wouldn't we wouldn't work free. Yeah. But Black people were doing really, really well for themselves the moment slavery ended. Oh yeah, that's like, the, the, like then, the Tulsa riots. Yeah. They, they tore it up. And then what a lot of people did—white supremacists up. tore it up. Yeah, it was a clan. White white supremacists—they just found ways to stop these black that's, people that's, from That's systematic ra-
1: that's systematic racism. I mean, yeah. racism. You know, and I and I and I tell my some of my white friends all, all the time, uh, racist. I can always say white people are afraid. That if we ever if we ever became in truly power, true power, that we will do to them what was done to our ancestors out of anger.
0: We would have done it a long time ago if we were
1: gonna do it. One hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not angry. I just want to be treated as human. I want the same opportunity that you have. I want to be able to leave my children in generational wealth. Yeah, just like your ancestors and your ancestors and your ancestors and before and before and before left their kids generational wealth because why they were given the opportunity. That's con- the Constitution wasn't written for me.
0: Yeah.
1: My ancestors were slaves. It wasn't written for us at all. <laughs> no, my ancestors were slave. We actually considered three fifths a man before it was uh, amended. It wasn't written for me. I mean, damn. I mean, I, I, I. When you walk onto a bus, you would think that I can sit anywhere. I mean, last night I was sitting here watching, watching tapes about you know racism in, this, uh, in Mississippi, racism in Georgia, racism in Florida, racism in, um, uh, no Tennessee. You know, you, you know, you just sit there, and you're just you're taking back. You know, it just, I remember. I'm from here, but going to school, learning about black history, and it's just all they talked about was Dr. King, a little bit about Harriet Tubman,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that was it. And then uh, the, over the past few years, going down to Memphis, Tennessee, and seeing the Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Lorraine Hotel, which is, uh, which is made into a museum, and I learned in four hours more than I'd learned in 45-plus
0: years of my life wow. about black history. And you will never learn it in schools. No. You don't learn it anywhere else. <coughs> no. And that's amazing. No. That's amazing how no. that's American history and we don't learn about it. It's just I feel like when it comes to American education, <coughs> they overlook a lot of the bad things that they've done. And yeah, I feel it, like yeah. we're the only country they that feel does not it's we're the only country that does they feel that. Guilty. You're in Germany, you learn about Nazis, you learn about yeah, World War Two. Yeah. And you're in because the best thing is to learn about the mistakes that your countries have made so you won't make it again. And we're wondering why we keep running through the same problem when it comes to racism in America. Yeah. Because we won't acknowledge what we did in the past. And I mean we as in a country. Yeah. And it's it's trash. And we're gonna keep going through that through that hamster wheel if we it's never going to change. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, uh, look, and I always
1: say this: look, look at current day, look at current day Republicans, and I, and I can say the same thing. I look at like the current current day uh, Democrats, but I say look at current uh, current day Republicans and how they act and how they treat people and how you know everything's yeah. about you know about them, about their money, about my 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 me me me. I can't stand selfish people. I mean, even, yeah. even going down to Birmingham, Alabama, and seeing the Sixteenth Street Baptist Church, you know where, where those uh. Well, those four girls were bombed. Yeah, and killed. You know, it just you know, and they made that into a museum. And just being down there, with so much hate for for a body of people, just because I look different. Yeah,
0: and this ha this didn't happen five hundred years ago. This no. didn't happen two hundred years ago. This was a lifetime ago. Yeah, no, this is in the sixties. Like our 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 parents was around. You was the, around yeah, when this happened. Yeah, was in
1: sixties. You know, and just and just going down there, and you know, and just and and just sitting there and in my mindset I'm thinking I want to be enraged mm-hmm. I want to be mad I want to be upset you know I want to see how people react to me because I know the south is racist yeah. one a fool could tell you that yeah but the people are so nice to me I mean walking into a restaurant walking with Trish walking to a bar a restaurant and just expecting just expecting to feel the hatred the eyes the look you know, the things of that nature just, just looking at me. But they were the nicest people. And I was like, Wow You know, so I mean it lets me know that you can't judge a book by its cover, no. but in the same in the same instance, you can't ignore what happened in the past. I'm still sitting in a place where four young black girls were killed because of the color of their skin. Yeah. The clan is rampant down here. Yeah. Just
0: because you're not a part of the clan doesn't mean that it's not rampant down here. And it just is. Be- just because you're not a part of the clan doesn't mean that um you're not enabling it because you're not speaking up about it. You can you cannot have a racist bone in your body, but if you don't call out other <coughs> racists, then what are you? You're, you're, you're part of it. You're,
1: you're you know, part you're, of it. Yeah. It's so. like me. I, mean, I can see, see, see children getting abused, women getting abused, animals getting abused. If I don't speak up, if I don't say anything, if I don't do something about it, I'm a part of the problem. Yeah. People who don't speak up against what they see going on in this country as oppressive and systematic are part of the problem. But they choose not to be. As I said before, for me, it's all about being a good person, all about being a bad person. Mm-hmm. I, l- I look at someone like Donald Trump, and I said, regardless of what you think in policy, he's a horrible human being, mm-hmm. absolute horrible human being. And you know, and, and, and just a spoiled brat. You know, with uh, 71 million people, 73 million people voting for him. You know. voter fraud, and you know, and this, and you know, and and uh, maybe calling the lady Pocahontas, and how insulting. Yeah. I mean, but it's like you know they. They they, they they cater to him so much that it's just like of course he's gonna feel like that he's entitled to do whatever he wants you know just just just, just he's the he's dividing a country apart it's like there's a reason why the why the the Klan neo Nazis and white supremacists support him as opposed to Joe Biden yeah why do you think that is it's because they
0: think he's a white supremacist exactly yeah doesn't matter if you are or aren't. Exactly. If white supremacists think you're a white supremacist, they then you. then you got to change what you're doing in your life. But the thing is, Donald Trump showed his ass dozens of times, Ooh, did hundreds ever, of times, yeah. but this is the person but that mean, our country chose. Mean, it's, it's like
1: a parent, right? Your son or your daughter can go out there and be a horrible person, you know, beat up kids, you know, rob stores, you know, drink, smoke cigarettes, mm-hmm. and then... And then the parents be like, "Oh, my baby, a good baby. He's just going through something right now. He a good baby. Stop making excuses for your little badass kid. Yeah, he horrible. His little ass need to be in jail. <laughs> they make excuses for Donald Trump, and it drives me crazy. Oh, yeah. Stop making excuses. All right,
0: I, I I understand you're a Republican, but he's not a human. Making excuses for a 71 year old man. All right, that dude like 74, 75. 74 yeah. now. That's crazy. Cause
1: Biden's 79. I think, and Trump was like right behind him, 75, 76.
0: That's how old Biden is.
1: Yeah, Biden up there, bro
0: oh my gosh
1: all i mean to say is biden got one put in the grave play.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's why biden's saying all this stuff he's saying he's like man i'm i'm about to reach judgment day pretty soon and and, and even with him you
1: know and, and as i said before i'm spiritual not i'm not you know i know biblical or religious biden did it because he felt that america needed to get away from someone like donald trump yeah that's why he ran he didn't want to run way I mean, he, he
0: definitely didn't want to run because he would have ran last time after the death of his son he just had enough and He's he thought and he thought that America could handle it but when Hillary was running Hillary took the L Ooh. and then that's all the other reason mm. why he ran so late oh yeah that's all the reason why he ran so late yeah because because, he wasn't gonna run. because um he was just like oh nah you know Donald Trump you know was just Shitting yeah. in the bag. We're going to be fine. Then he ended up seeing that de- that Democratic uh debate. He was like, Biden ain't want that smoke. Boy. I'm going to have to run, man. He ain't want that smoke at all, but he wanted to be away from that. Yeah. And I bet you, Brock called him. He was just like, yo, you know you're going to have to run, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, this, yeah, but. All right. Um, when it comes to that, wow, we got, we was talking about what? Uh. Oh, you living in Canada? And yeah, I in the CFL.
1: Great time, great experience. Got the chance to travel. Got a chance to meet a lot of great people. I mean, yeah. it's just got a chance to live in Vancouver, British Columbia, which is i would say it's a—it's a bucket list item for anybody. The Most oh, beautiful. Yeah. You kept on telling me about Vancouver. City you'll ever see before in your life. I mean, peaceful, relaxing, great people. Granted, it's out on the west coast and it rains all the time, but it's—it's it's just different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tell—I tell, you, I'll tell you anybody this anywhere. No matter what city you're in. I always get out of that city for a month or two or just to go visit someplace else and just experience the culture of other places, you know, because I'm so used to, in Syracuse, pizza, wings, gyro. You know, there's a lot of Italian families here, so, 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 so some Italian food. So that's what I grew up eating. Mm-hmm. Well, I got out to, I got out to um, Toronto, because I lived in Toronto, also played in Toronto, Got to have, eat Jamaican food, West Indian food, yeah. you know, some African food. I mean, I moved out to um, Vancouver, because I played for Vancouver, and then, Never really, you know, just real Asian food, or real Japanese food, real Thai food, real West African food. And I was like, it, it opened up my palate. There's just so many different things that as a culture I'd never seen before here in small town Syracuse. Yeah. You know, so, so now all that I learned here, I can come back here and, and, and express. And like when I train kids, just... Through 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 my teachings and my understandings, just show them what it is I learned, so mm-hmm. they'll know, so they won't be surprised when they see it. You know, just certain types of food, certain type of people, certain types of dresses. You know, by, by dress, I mean clothing. Just different things that I saw up there that I can came back and give the experience, so when they go, it's not new to them. So it, it, I I try to just be an educator, you know, and everything I learned, even even as a personal trainer now, you know, I I've learned took took, a, took some part of I learned in training from Syracuse from the Eagles you know from Toronto from you know from Vancouver you know, Baltimore just training myself and making myself into an elite athlete and then telling these kids okay maybe I have to scale it back some maybe I have to ramp it up some but at the end of the day I tell any athlete as you well know it's like you know I, I, I can push you as hard as you want but if you don't want it why should I want it? Yeah <laughs> you know at the end of the day I mean I, my, my career is done yeah. you know I, I fulfilled my dream I, mean, I pushed myself as hard as i could so if i have to tell you to push yourself you're not going to be successful because at, at the end of the day i'm not going to be there all the time to tell you to push yourself you're gonna have to find that from within it's got to be that yeah. inner that inner strength that inner strength um inner power you know and that's what i want kids to learn to have that inner power because it's not just about football it's like as i said before i mean i had covid back in uh Back in January, and it, and it hurt, one, it hurt like hell. Two, it, it, it's a lot tougher than what people think. Yeah. But I just had the inner strength to be able to push myself through it because, one, I'm not a quitter. And, two, if I want something, I'm going to work my behind off for it. I'm not going to po- sit here and point fingers. I'm not going to sit here and blame anybody else, you know, because my mistakes are my mistakes. I can correct my mistakes. Yeah. That's the difference. You know, I mean, I said before we started this, in order to ever be successful, you got to learn how to fail. Yeah. You got to learn be able to learn how to fail with humility. Stand up, brush yourself back off, you know, you don't have to save face Don't be embarrassed about losing Everybody loses Everybody's The, the greatest, everybody greatest in the world have lost LeBron James has lost Michael Jordan has lost Kobe has lost You know You can go on and on Tom Brady's lost But you know what The great, you know, the greatest winners Are the greatest losers Because they have humility mm-hmm. The number one position In the United States Appointed as a president Has no humility None Zero Nope And it's sad that These kids sit here see the and see that because you know it's pathetic. I mean so 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 what do you do? If you if you lose something, you know, you cry, you whine, you pout, you say it's somebody else's fault and you say they cheated, you didn't cheat. You lost. Get over it, brush yourself off and come back in twenty twenty four. I would yeah. respect that. I really I, I respect that. I wouldn't vote for him, but I would respect that. If he dusted himself off, understood he lost. Move on, get ready, come back in 2024, okay?
0: The worst it, part is he You probably, might win. The worst part is he probably not going to do that.
1: Not not a, not a chance he'd win now. Nah.
0: Like he's probably not going to do that. He's probably just going to, you know, try to make his own little network and complain about how he got cheated in the election. Cuz that he, did, he, he didn't get cheated. He showed not nah, he's that's why I put it in quotes. He how he got so-called cheated in the election. And yeah, Donald Trump's been showing his ass for a real Ooh. long time. He's a horrible man. He hasn't stopped at all, and he's not going to change for anybody. And sometimes people just need to learn. There's going to be people like that in your life, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can change them huh? or anything. So you just got to learn how to phase them out of your life. You no, know, but but for me, I mean, I I met a lot of them, I mean,
1: especially in pro football, with all the money and everything of that nature, and just being being a pro athlete, just being around, you know, sports stars and you know, and television stars you Know and movie stars, you know, especially in that uh, because Vancouver was a huge industry for um, for film. Uh, for, for, yeah, for, for film they shoot a there, lot man. of movies. I mean, I met uh, I met Will Smith, I met um, I met Haley Berry, I met uh, Ben Affleck. You know, um, the but the, well, the, I know the ball ones from here. You know, so I mean, just just on and on, like, the Rock. You know, just uh, just uh, walking down the street up in Vancouver, and they're they're uh, filming films up there. You know, but just it's a great experience. You know, and it's just long as long as you. As long as you exude humility, you'll get humility back.
2: Mhm.
1: You're the nicest people. You know, it's just I mean, I met the Pope uh, three times in three different cities that, that I was in So That was cool. You know,
0: Nice guy, down to earth. I met Muhammad Ali. Yeah, my dad met Muhammad yeah. Ali. He told <clears throat> me that that's the only person that he was nervous to talk to. Cuz you know my dad talked to anybody. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I throw him hands at that point. I would have got him. But Like it's it's just because my dad admired Muhammad yeah. Ali so That's much. He was, like he was he was just like I was in awe when I talked to him. And it's it's wild. I mean yeah. And then when he talked to him, he was just like Muhammad Ali was just regular. He's just talking yeah, like, What's yeah, up, brother? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's
1: I mean for me, this whole Professional football player, blah 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 blah. People see me as whatever they may see me as. <clears throat> to me, it's just you know, it, it's about being humble, being respect because mm-hmm. I always respect the gifts that God gave you to be able to do what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got it. I me mean, for me, I, I mean, I'm I'm more I'm more proud of people when they meet my sons. Or me, me people I've trained, or kids that I know that I've worked with for a long time, and telling me and telling me how respectful, how nice they are. How, how I mean, how, how good a gentleman they are, you know, and how, and how, how just good people they are, as opposed to someone being like, oh my God, you're Robert Drummond, a football player. I went to all your games and things of that nature. I'd rather hear about, not back what I did on a football field because that's meaningless. It's like you know, what, because I'm trying to build generations for this next generation to be much better than we were,
0: to yeah. be good people.
1: It makes me so happy and smile. When everyone tells me that like, they see Raphael, you have the nicest son. He's a sweetheart. He's a greatest kid. So, you know what? you're absolutely right because that's how me and my me and his mother raised him, and that's what I try and do with you guys. I always try and I push you, you know. And and, and I and I you and, roast and, me while you're doing it. You know what? But that, that's to keep you humble. Yeah. But you, you you know it's it's never with malice. It's never to knock you down. It's never to I'm I'm better than you. It, for one, Warren, it's a joke just to let you know. that It's like you know what? In order, and you got to be good to get to my level, and that's the truth. You know, it, it, it's 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 never. I mean, I, I knock you back, but I but I pull you forward. Yeah. You know, and I've always done that. I mean, I, I never I never knock you kids down to, to make you feel like oh you suck or you gotta do this or you. I'm like hey if you whenever you wanted to stop whenever you don't want to do anything I was like all right go ahead and stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit, I holla. It's good. You know, I'm not. I mean, I always say I'm not mad at you. I mean, I'm never going to be mad at you. I I'm gonna I'm gonna love you regardless. But if you don't get in life what it is you want, you can't fault me. Yeah. You decided to stop, not me. You can't make somebody care. Oh, no, you can't. Yeah. You cannot. If you want it bad enough, you're going to work hard for it. I, I can give you an outline,
0: but you got to apply that outline. And plus, just because I gave you a blueprint, that doesn't mean that's what your path is going to be. No, no. Like, no. I, the only reason why I'm giving you a blueprint is because that's what I use to yeah. become successful. Yeah. It's, a, it's just a blueprint to the su- su- uh, success. Yeah.
1: Pick, take the pieces that, are, that relate to you, you know, put them in, put them in, I mean, like, like, it's shocking. Like, some of your kids, like, I would I would get up some mornings, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning, go running, lift weights, blah, blah, blah. Man, y'all not waking up till 12 o'clock. And mm-hmm. I'd always be like, wow, they're going to learn the hard way. If you want to be successful in sports, it takes getting up at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. That's why I always knew that even, even with Kyle would be successful He'd be would be a good player because Kyle would come out to the gym, you know, at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning to do his workout before he went to school.
2: Yeah. And I
1: was like, wow, that kid, that kid's, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's something... You can't teach. That's something that's got to come from within. Yeah. Because if you're going to get that early, what do you have to do? You have to go to the bed early the night before, right? Yeah. For a lot of kids, that's when that's when the fun starts, right? You know, yeah. late at night, hanging with my friends, blah blah blah. But to have discipline to be able to say it around seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, I gotta, I gotta go to sleep. Bed. I gotta, yeah. I gotta get, get up early in the morning. I'm like, you're gonna be successful. I can always tell the a kid's are gonna be successful by their work ethic, by what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's not hard, and it's, it's, and it's the same thing in college. When get guys who just walk into the weight room, just fill their cards out, put it away in, and not lift weights, they're not gonna make it.
0: No. But I'll just catch
1: up to you. Yep, I would always come in and do my full workout. Go even harder. You okay. know, but then but that's why I was successful.
0: Yeah. Feel that. But all right, um So we ended up talking about you being in Canada. Talked about you playing in the NFL. In college football, um, one other thing I just wanted to talk to you about is when it comes to the city of Syracuse, because <coughs> I feel like this is a city that you love. Oh yeah, it's my it's my spot. It's your spot. You ever gonna leave? Um,
1: you know, what? I'm getting damn tired of this weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This snow ain't no joke, boy. This this snow will break you, boy, yeah. for real. You know, but it's just you know me. I'd like. I, mean, I won't. I sit here and say I'd like to think, but it's I already know. I'm mentally tough, so I don't. I mean, the, the, the snow bothers me, but it's like I can fight through anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I so I can deal with a little snow. You know, but 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 in that same in that same instance, it's like you know, I'm, I love I love the change of seasons. Yeah. You know, I, I love to seeing the seeing the fall here. Uh, not all people are nice here. You know, but but you know, it, it's I always say it's my city. But, but that's just for the simple fact that you know everybody knows me here. Yeah. You know, so. You know, people people really leave me alone. It's just that, you know, if they want to talk football, they've gotten to the point where they don't really talk football to me. They just talk life to me. They just yeah. talk, you know, just about every the ordinary, average thing. It's like, oh, he had this friends back in the day and this school and that school and what's I was like, that's what I want to talk about. You know, I, I don't just because I'm a football player doesn't mean I want to talk about football all the time. like, I played football a long time ago. I mean, just, like I'm a, more than that. I mean, it's just I mean I, I can I can I can talk football. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the vast library and the knowledge of it, but. I'd rather choose not, uh, not to talk about something else, you know. I'd rather talk about my children. Mm-hmm. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd rather talk about you know world politics. I'd rather talk about you know the, the new buildings or whatever they're building around here. You know, the development of Syracuse, developing my young athletes. You know, things of that nature. So you take a lot of pride in that. Too. I do take a lot of pride in that. You know, from the simple back there. I mean, I don't not not everyone is going to make it to the NFL, but if I can instill you know a work ethic and a mentality of that, you can be successful without playing pro sports, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can be successful in life just going to college, learning the experience, and just having fun. Yeah. Life's about having fun, especially at a young age. Just you know, every, I mean, I see some of these fathers are like, you got to do this. It's like, oh, it's not that serious. You know, it's not at all. It's like because at the end of the day, if they're not having fun, it's not worth it. Nope. It's not worth it at all. I mean, I, you, you got to let these children have fun, you know? And, and and when they're having fun, it becomes easy. It's not a job. When you be you know, when you're not having fun, it's a job. And at mm-hmm. that point, you want to stop, you want to quit.
0: Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, so. I don't know. When it comes to Syracuse. Uh, you bounced. <laughs> I bounced, but I'm back. But the reason why, because a lot of people that isn't really from Syracuse, and they come by, they're like, yo, why do people come back, this, this, and that. Honestly, it's just home. Yeah, that's really what that, it is. You know, that's, that's a how lot I look of people in Syracuse. And it's I'm, home. And I feel like Syracuse isn't a horrible place to live it's just that one thing that i ended up realizing is just a lot of people just suck here yeah they just complain about everything because one thing because i moved back to syracuse for because um i ended up finding a new job here Mm -hmm. and i've done something well before the pandemic (laughs) i've done something every weekend that was new there's Mm -hmm. stuff to do in syracuse but if you go to Armory Square and go to Mully's every weekend, yeah. go to Corner Bar every weekend, I, I,
1: I don't go downtown. <laughs> <laughs> I leave that alone. They so say pop, 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 pop. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that smoke. It's, it's some shooters here now. I'm knew i good. Nah, people
0: good. be wowing in Syracuse now, man. But no, but I go. I mean, I go to the state
1: parks here. You know, I go, I go to Clark's Reservation and walk. I go to Green Lakes. Stuff outside Pras- of the Pras- Pras- Syracuse. Pras Falls, you know, so, wineries, so. everything. I just you know and just I mean I, don't get me wrong I, tra- I travel to places you know California mm-hmm. you know well, well before pre pandemic you know
0: uh, where else we were, Colorado yeah you went to Lauren Hill concert know? in Colorado right fire now. boy yeah fire I want to see her so bad Contract
1: man. her concert was fire boy it was a uh, uh, another uh, bucket list place to go is a is a Red Rock uh, Red Rock Amphitheater really fire all right that was I mean. The That's where Lauren Hill performed. She performed at Red Rock Amphitheater, and it's a, it's a it's a stadium or an amphitheater. It's carved into the side of a mountain. Really? Yeah. So the acoustics is crazy. It's like you're you're in a tube. So you get that. I was like, "Whoa, this is what." And Lauren Hill was fire. She come in
0: twenty minutes late, 30, 40, uh, um, two hours late.
1: She's actually on time.
0: She was on time. Yeah. Then then uh, she must have she must have been liking Colorado, honestly.
1: And right before the pandemic hit, like in February, early February, right after I was covering from COVID, um, she uh, she performed in New York City. Went to a concert in New York City. Really? Watch her perform, yeah.
0: That's I need to see Lauren Hill perform. Yeah, she's she's I heard it's one of the greatest. De- de- concerts. Def- definitely a must. It's just cause she's just one of those people that, that don't they don't exist anymore. There's those those natural performers, yeah. just natural musicians and man. So you've been to a lot of places, huh? A lot huh? of places, man. I mean, just I mean, even going with my girlfriend, man. I mean, went to Memphis with her,
1: to Birmingham with her. We went to New Orleans, and and the one thing that I always said, when I went to these cities as a football player, I never got a chance to see the city.
0: Oh yeah, cause because we,
1: we, because we would fly in, and it, would, it was always called the business trip, so we would fly in, and they could, we had catered uh, dinners and everything. So you know, we would fly in, we go practice. We come back to the hotel. We got a little downtime, a little free time, but not enough to do anything. Mm-hmm. You no, know, but then we we, we go back go back to more meetings. And then we, they, they would take us take us to a restaurant. You know, we 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 eat at a restaurant. That, they, that you know that they uh, they rented out the restaurant and everything. You know, then we come back to the hotel. We would have curfew. We go into our rooms, and then you know, then the next day we go there, go to the stadium, we play, shower at the stadium, get our stuff, get on the bus, take the bus back to the airplane, and fly out.
0: All right, Rob. You don't got to lie to me. Dead,
1: right? I'm dead ass. Y'all, y'all didn't have shorties come up to the hotel. No, y'all didn't at all. I mean, not now there's no rookie. <laughs> 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 if you if you could sneak one up there, but like every like every game. We didn't we didn't fly out that night after every game because like the West Coast games. Yeah, we'd have to stay the night. You know, so nigga was smashing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, but I mean, but I, I really didn't get a, get a chance to experience the cities. What I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, so I mean, like, so when we um, I'd I'd been to San Antonio before, cause San, San Antonio had a CFL team. And I remember, uh, San Antonio had a CFL team. San San Antonio Texans. Yep. Really.
0: Hmm. I didn't know
1: that. Back in '94, '95, the CFL expanded to the United States. I played for a Baltimore team. The Baltimore Stallions had a team. Wait. Right, 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 right before the The Colts No The Ravens came <coughs> Why'd they stop? Because the Ravens came
0: I'm saying like Why'd they stop Expanding in Different cities? I don't know Again
1: politics It's all political
0: Because I feel like That would've been That would yeah. be better
1: I mean I got a chance, chance To go yeah Go go back to Denver again And was like Got a chance to View, view that city And woo Gummies is fire boy <laughs> <laughs> Got a chance to go To Washington again View the city Go to um um oh, Palm Spring, Palm Desert, California. Well yeah, well yeah, but I've been to California before, but you had a chance to relax and go there. Mm-hmm. New Orleans again. And this time it's just and this time it wasn't a business trip. It was a leisure, you know. It wasn't foot. It wasn't football related. It yeah. was just go there, just relax, and just you know, just see the city. Just See things, you know. Got a chance to go to the South Beach, and where well, I nah, I can't find because I've been to South Beach probably about a hundred times. That's my spot. Yeah, South Beach.
0: Is, <laughs> South Beach is a cool I mean, little place.
1: West, West Palm, Orlando. I mean, oh, we. I mean, just it's just being able to the travel, travel every place. You know, I mean, working at Delta. You know, a few hours a week. I, you know <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, what you be doing?
0: Oh man. Uh, no, we going to fly I don't well, know just, man like but I'm flying over there. I'm like what do you mean you don't know? I'm but it, but it just, as I
1: said it, I just learned so much but especially going to Birmingham. Now now I want to go to uh, Washington DC. I want to see that um that 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 uh Holocaust Memorial Museum. Oh, it's, it's in DC. It's, it's yeah, open a, it's, up in DC. Yeah, in DC I want to go see that. I mean I want to go visit where uh, uh the place where Emmett Till was killed. Want to go visit? I want to go visit dad. Yeah. I, I,
0: I mean, there there are a few. places. There's a lot of places in America a lot of because places. a lot of people think about. Oh, I want to go to Mexico. I want to go to the Caribbean. I want to go to Europe. There's a lot of areas in America yeah. that are just beautiful. I want, I, want, I want to visit the South in and South just, Carolina.
1: There's this one place that um, it's just, uh, it, it's preserved, but it's a, it's an old plant, old plantation. Mm-hmm. I just want to go see it. You know, just feel it. Just see if I feel anything when I walk onto it. You know, because yeah. for for a black man in this country, that's deep. Yeah. That's real deep. You know, I mean, I, I actually went on Ancestry.com, you know, and I've been researching my, I, I knew some of my history, but um, I mean, I went on Ancestry.com and just and just to find out so much of my history, you know, it's just that the, 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 uh, I, I put this out there. If you go on Ancestry.com, you're going to find out your relatives was living foul back in the day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to know. Yeah. I don't even want to know. Honestly,
1: you' gonna you' gonna find out some of your ancestors were living foul, boy. Ooh, uh, they're starting out there, boy.
0: Like uh, what? Hold up! I'll be uh, I'll be looking up uh, grandparents and man, great aunts. Yeah. How many kids did you
1: have? Oh, Yo, not not, had, not just from. Um,
0: how many wives did you have? <laughs> like,
1: you' are gonna find some things that's gonna shock you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you know, but that's uh that's a generation back then. You know, it's just. You know, some, some of it may have been by rape, some of it may have been whatever, but, ever, but, you know, they didn't, they didn't they're didn't. they trying to get get a better record, uh, you know, recollection of it now, but, I mean, but, but it, it gave me a gist of, you know, I, I've gone as far back as, oh my gosh, my great, 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 like 10, great grandmother and grandfather. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So that's like.
1: Yeah. 1700.
0: A, yeah. Wait, no, way earlier More, than that. Yeah, fourteen hundred. Wow. Yeah. Generations. So you an American American. Yeah. Wow. Yes. yeah, I've been looking into that because I actually talked to my great grandmother recently. I I actually interviewed her too. Yeah. Really? And she was Some just, of, Some of
1: my people's is um is uh, is Jackson's. Really? Mhm. <sighs> on, on my uh on my grandmother's side. Uh uh Linear Jackson was my great 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 grandmother. Oh, what's my great 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 grandfather's name? Um, that's that's the one name I uh, Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. Not no, not the damn um actor. <laughs> but I, I remember the name Lanier because it's different. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I am telling you. Every time I talk to a girl in Syracuse, I ask you, Yo, um, who's your grandparents, and what part of Syracuse you from, and what part of the South you uh, from? Because um, we S- might be cousins. Goes-
1: South Carolina and North Carolina are huge. Black yes. people,
0: yes,
1: huge. That's where all my people are from. I'm from actually from North yeah. from North Carolina, Greensboro, yeah. and North Carolina, uh, Camp Hill, uh, Alabama, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, oh, where are all the other places? Um, yeah. My great great grandmother uh, was a white woman. Um, 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 Nellie Freeman. Nellie was, Freeman. Yeah, and her and her um, her her husband was um, William Miles. No. William Miles was her father. I'd have to look it up, but I but I have it all like, like I say it's on ancestry.com and like, given this free time that we've had and everything, you know, I've had a lot of chance to research, it, you know. Yeah. And I've, and I've, I've um.
0: Because you told me about it a few years yeah. ago, but you didn't really go deep deep nah, into it. But,
1: but I've, I've, I've had a chance just to you know get in contact with people who I'm like you know first cousins with, second cousins with, like
0: damn. Yeah. And it's nice ne- ne- and ne- never it's, even know. It's good for black people to actually it is. know their history. It is. And because it's one thing that has kind of been expunged Taking more away from than us.
1: a lot of other Take people. Take it away from us. Yeah. How can you know your history when you're sold as a slave? You know, and and,
0: and, 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 and the record's not kept. Yeah. You don't know where you're from when it comes to Africa. Uh-huh. And but you they, barely even know where you're from when it comes to your uh, lineage in America.
1: But they, but they do that now. Where, you know, I did the whole DNA thing. And I did this like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. you know. And I'm, I'm my tribe's over in Africa, which I want to find out more about that later. But are, um, Cameroon, uh, Congo, um, um, Bilal, um, oh, where else? Um, England. So it's just interesting to see. It. And, and the, the, the way it's set up... The way it's mapped out is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you, and, it, and then when you watch how it's mapped out, you'd be like, all right, this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because this is by here. Yeah. The Atlantic Save Trade, they went to this area or this area. So, yeah, I feel that, man. But, all right, what else? Oh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was... Uh, You're talking about my thotties, man. Not I, I'm not going to you. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you lived um, a pretty extravagant life when you were in the league you saw um, a lot of great things and yeah I mean it's it's just seen a lot of crazy things
1: yeah I mean how do you describe it? it's like it's like being a co- it's, it's like being at college again but you're just but 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 college is just a job you get paid yeah yeah you know? I mean I, I don't know if you understand what I mean by that but it's just like all right, granted we went to, when we went to football practice yeah it was a job we got paid to do but it was like it was football you know, it's I can do this in my sleep. You know, it's not a it's not a job where I, had, I mean I just let my natural ability take over. Yeah. Now, granted, you had to think and think in nature, but it, but it wasn't that it wasn't that hard in practice and practicing everything. It didn't become the, the coaches and the league made it more stressful mm-hmm. than it had to be. Yeah. Oh, this game is so important. You I mean you drop a pass in, in practice and they, and they
0: freaked out and it's like, damn, bro. Because you know, I like, feel like when was. it's the league, nobody has job security. Everybody's job is on the line. Doesn't matter if you're a coach, man, player, man. whatever.
1: Larry Fitzgerald out there dropping passes this year, like like his hand, like his hands
0: cut off. I'm not talking about Larry Fitzgerald. I'm talking about people that are just in the league, and also when it comes to coaches,
1: Nelson Ag- Nelson Aguilar, a Q a Q dog out there catching, trying to catch the back of his hands. Said, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please, man. And he still got it. So, so I mean, it's, it's
0: just it's just the stress they put on you. You know, <laughs> you think the is on un- the stress is unwarranted think it's like, I think they're kind of uh, over-exaggerating because it's just such a stressful job.
1: Yeah, I think they were, It's a very stressful job. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, because any given day, you can get cut or they can just, you
1: know, just tell you or, or somebody else is coming for you or cut you. Get, I mean, getting cut sucks. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, just remember being in training camp, you know, and just seeing, like, the, the rookies or younger guys, you know. I mean, we'd be in the room playing video games, you know, you hear a knock at the door. Uh, you, know, you know, we'd be like, oh, shit. You know, and you, you see the director of player personnel come in and open the door. And being like, you know, is, is Joe in here? Like, yeah, man. He's like, you know, um, uh, uh, hey, coach, want to see you? Know, bring your playbook. Damn. That, that, that's that's how it is. It's a business, you know. It's like, it's like, you feel for him. Then you like, then you know, then you dap. You know, then then they go and see and they come back and be like, yeah, man, they got me. They, they cut me, blah blah blah. And then you dap them up, you know, and you give them, you know, give them that one love and everything. Saying to myself, yeah, man, write your number down, you know, blah. Knowing you ain't gonna call a monkey ass, you know. <laughs> 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 It's like buy play, but 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 y'all serious? You know, it's like damn, you know. But that's the nature of the business, though. You know, so because it's a business at the end of the day. The business is like I, I told you that one story about my boy when he when he got cut. Oh
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that was in business. That was that was pleasure right there, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he flying a pretty sky right now. What you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he really got <laughs> cut.
1: Yeah, he got cut. No, like, but, but they were on the real though. That's a, that's the nature of the business, you know. And you, and you see that all the time, and you you become numb to it, you know. It's just because you know it's a business, so all you can ever do is just go out there and be the best best athlete you can possibly be, you know. It's mm-hmm. Just you know, this is what it is. This and if it, is, it works it, out for you, it works great. out.
0: If not, find another team, it's man. Like, it's, it's not. Things. It's not just because you get cut. Don't mean it's the end. Playing honestly,
1: pro, playing pro sports is like hitting the lottery. Yeah, it is. It's it's, it's so it's. It's hard to get there. It's even harder to stay.
0: Yeah. It is. Um, so what's your thoughts on Dwayne Haskins and everything? He's got to grow he's gonna, up. You think he got to grow up? Very immature.
1: Yeah. Very immature. It's like, you know what, Dwayne Haskins, there's only one of you. There's thousands, of other players in this league. Think he's going to yeah. get another shot? He'll get another shot. He's talented. Yeah. You know, but unless he, get, unless he gets a good mentor or somebody behind him to pull him to the side and be like, you know, young man, not many people get another opportunity. You're getting another opportunity, so you can either turn your life around, or you'll be out of sleep for good. If you want to sit there and pout and sulk and all me everything, then you know, then good, you're, you're done. You know, because we can go next. You know, because mm-hmm. there's a ton of other younger kids who are hungry coming up in a the draft
0: that are the talented. Yep, and they'll and take their it. chance on them. And every new year, there's another new class. That, that little that bit they of money, they younger gave, than you. That, that little bit of money they, they gave got you. Fresh legs. I don't
1: care if it was thirty million dollars. That's nothing to them. Yeah. <laughs> That's a drop of the pants to them. You know, so it ain't about the money. They're going to have to invest in me. No, player, if, you, if you're not if you're not trying to be a team player, they'll let you go. Look at A.B. Yeah. Shit. A.B. was one of the best ever. And they cut his ass twice. Three times. Cause Wait. The Patri- who who could Pittsburgh, no.
0: Pittsburgh traded him.
1: Pittsburgh traded him. Then the Raiders, cut up, him. Raiders cut him. Raiders cut him. And then and Patriots, the Patriots got cut
0: him. him. And now I feel like he's starting to get it. What, about, what, what do I do with the Seahawks? Um, Josh... Gordon? Oh, josh gordon <laughs> Ew, and josh gordon was so good all of, all. bro i mean
1: i'm like weed 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 but i'm sorry weed is not that addictive to where if somebody's paying you millions upon millions of dollars that you can't you just can't say no
0: i mean it's hard
1: to say because he he can't say no it's weed but there's no addictive qualities in weed though all right, let me ask you. A I feel like anybody on, on, could be addicted the, to anything on, though. On, on the real though, but if but if it, somebody's giving you gave you a fifty million dollar contract, would you stop smoking?
0: I mean, I don't really smoke anyway, but, but yes. But I'm
1: but I'm just saying but I'm just saying just in general.
0: Yeah. Fifty million dollars, I'd never I won't look at weed like what? You you
1: give me fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> I'll never put another another beard in my mouth again. It's not it's not it's not it's, that important. It's not yeah. If you if you pay me for a service to where, you know, now like, like I said, man, I don't ever tell my children this, but if they ever came up to me and told me, Dad, I want you to drink beer anymore, I'll never drink beer again. I drink it because it's convenience, and no one tells me I don't have to. And It doesn't it doesn't affect anything I do. Yeah. You know, I mean, what he's doing is affecting his is affecting his job. Yeah. You know, when, 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 when what you do off the field is affecting you what you do on the field or in that locker room, or, you got problems. You know, you need to talk to somebody, you need help, you know. And, and that's where someone like, even at Syracuse, when you, when you see these players, these younger players get themselves into trouble, let us as former athletes talk to these young men. Because
0: y'all been through because it. Because
1: we've been through that before. We yeah. know what they're going through. We know how to talk to them and you know, how to lean it out, you know? They don't get that.
0: And plus, like, they'll end up respecting it for somebody yes. that went through it. Yeah. Because it's hard. Like, like, I'll end up uh, bringing it into just simpler terms. If you're a drug addict, yeah. why do you think their sponsors are former, former drug, drug addicts? addicts yeah, because they, they understand. Yeah, Like, it's, I don't know, man. It's. When it comes to Josh Gordon and Dwayne Haskins... Selfish. Yeah. It's honestly, selfish. What's your thoughts on what Booger McFarlane said about the whole thing? Because a lot of people was giving him hell for that.
1: Man, that clown. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, you you, you, chastise... You know, putting it on black players. That's what a lot of people started getting yeah, angry at. You characterize an entire black position and organization off the actions of one man? Yeah. I mean, because that's, 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 I mean that, that's some old Burgess Owens. That's some old, you know, Coonan. And as yeah, a the boss, they say that, right? They pay me huh? here on TV, so I'm going to say what you want to say to make them happy, the sponsors happy and everything. It's like, nah, bro. Yeah. So like, here you have a selfish player who was never told no at Ohio State. He was lucky enough to be around so many talented players that they coasted through everything. that you know, that he got away with everything. Now, all of a sudden, you know, things get tough. They, they, they ask you to show up on show up practice. You show up late.
0: You think the pressure was getting to him? I just think he was a spoiled brat. Think so? Yes. I don't know. I feel like pressure might have got to him too. Because when he was playing for a state, he didn't really take L's okay. like that. And but now but he's here's playing the thing: pressure getting to you. Don't you try and
1: study and try and make yourself better? You're in a weight room all the time. You're you're in film studies. There was there was one picture I saw during the game that he I mean he was a backup, you know. But uh, all all three all three of the other quarterbacks are on the sideline. You know when they come off, they're going over the plays on the sheet, and you see him just standing, looking away, pouting. Yeah. With his, with his foot up on, a, on, a, on the bench, he's just sitting there, he's pouting, not even looking at him. The other three quarters, two of them standing up, one time, you know, Alex Smith is sitting down, and they're going over the play, trying to figure out what's going wrong, and you and you see the coaches over there just looking at him.
0: Because here's the thing. I don't think Dwayne Haskins has ever taken, like, true L's before. And it shows what he does when he's taking real what, L's. What did I say earlier about taking a loss? Oh, yeah, like taking a loss is important for you. Yes. And because you look at Dwayne Haskins, he hasn't really taken a you, real loss. You, you either you either work harder, yeah, or you crumble. It's not for you. And he crumbled.
1: And, w- and what happened? He's out of the league now. Yeah, what's going on? So something, something he loved to do
0: that he thought he was good at. He's out of the league now. He'll get another opportunity, but what's mm-hmm. he gonna do with it? Yeah. So this is gonna be a judgment. Because honestly, I feel like when it comes to Dwayne Haskins, once he gets this second shot, either he's gonna fizzle out or he's gonna be a baller. Yeah. That's yeah. That's
1: like that's like a B. A, I, I guarantee you, in the back of his mind, A.B. thought, man, I'm A.B. They never do this to me. I'm a big top-side receiver, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Bruh, you, get, you gave away $30 million from running your mouth.
0: Yeah. He couldn't wait four days. No, he couldn't wait one day, honestly. He gave, you gave away $30 million just running you your mouth. You could have waited one day. If you would have started in that game, you would have got $30 million. Yep. yep. But ego. Running his mouth. Yep.
1: Yep. That's a problem with a lot of these athletes. I man. feel like
0: there's more, but also when it comes him? to AB, I feel like there's more of issues that he might be going through. That I see that a lot of then get Professional help. sports don't then get then,
1: then get professional help. Like the, do it does it a, a, C T one thousand mm-hmm. percent. One thousand percent. His actions, his mannerisms, how he runs his mouth, how he just he can't he can't he can't leave things alone. He's got to run his mouth about something. That's like Terrell Owens. I'm sure Terrell Owens has it. I mean, this whole thing with Donovan McNabb. It's like, bro, let it go.
0: Yeah.
1: Are you trying to make yourself relevant again? You're yeah. in the Hall of Fame. You got that. You know, you're all-time player, blah, blah, Let it go. And everybody
0: loves you and respects Holy you. Holy sp- smokes. No, I no. I'm talking about when it comes to fans. Oh. I'm not talking about Cause, you. Because that
1: dude was a cancer on every team he went to. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Every single one.
0: Yeah, but he got his flowers, though. But, at some point, but you know, um, that's one other thing I want to talk to you about. What do you think? What's your outlook on um, on how the NFL? Because obviously mental health yes, has been a way huge, yes. bigger thing now, and it's become more of a conversation well, now.
1: It's developing in the room.
0: Yeah. What's your thoughts talk about on it. the NFL when it comes to mental health? Because or just professional sports in general? Because I think of Delonte West. and Delonte West was going through a lot of mental issues when he was playing for the NBA. And the NBA just said, all right, take (coughs) these pills. We're going to give you a therapist. We're going to see you in practice. And he needed way more aid than that. And that kind of, after, like, all the things that he ended up going through in the NBA, that's what ended up breaking him down later in life. So I'm wondering, like, do you think professional sports in general should help out these people that are going through mental health issues or do you feel like they should go and find that help themselves?
1: Of course a league should, you know
0: should you know implement programs
1: you know and, and safety factors you know that to, to help these athletes you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll just use football because of the violence in the sport. Yeah. You know, you have guys that have major mental health issues, you know, and from, from the simple fact that you can't sit there and all the time somebody gets sick or somebody's doing something wrong or somebody's, uh, or, you know, talking to issues and get, you can give them, you know, Adderall or Xanax or things of that nature. because that's, that's, That stuff's not good for them, you know. Yeah. It, it, it becomes addictive. You know, uh, thank, thank goodness, you know, they're, they're starting to do more uh, St. John's. Uh, medical research is starting to do more uh, more research with uh with, you know with, with cannabis mm-hmm. medicinal marijuanas uh, thank God they're starting to do more um research with uh with psychedelics now yeah. you know that, that that um you know just natural drugs that help with depression that help with anxiety that help with fear that help with you know CTE because the whole thing with the NFL is CTE is that if you ever watch the movie concussion the NFL ignored it
2: yeah well
1: you can't ignore it now because guys are killing themselves guys are having mental health issues now yeah. you know and that's a reflection of your league yeah. Your league is calling this, so you know
0: you can't just and, you know, and, the league, and they can help. Yes, they, they can. can help manage these. It's players. a
1: multi-billion-dollar operation, not million, and it's billion.
0: It's like you having employees and not caring about yeah, the employees. Exactly, It's after exactly. It's what it over, is. and it's it's not going to make your employees that I, are current I, believe in in the system at all.
1: I, I, I agree with what the NFL is doing now,
0: but it's sad
1: that it took a lawsuit. To open their eyes and make them realize, it's like okay, we have a problem here. No shit, Einstein. Mm -hmm. You know, it it, it took it took. I mean, I remember when I was when I was in the league. You know, and and a few years after, um, the abuse of women. You know, the abuse of spouses and wives and girlfriends. You know, it's just it was it was rampant.
0: And the NFL just overlook it. And the NFL was
1: was doing nothing, nothing at all until that whole. And I saw a show about the other day that whole Ray Rice, you know, incident happened and it hit him right in the face. Now here's the first time that what. What these women were talking about was actually on television—a full-fledged NFL superstar, you know, doing this, you know, in, in plain view.
0: That's like whoa. Okay, and I don't, I don't like that when it comes to that Ray Rice situation because the situation happened. They, Ray they, Rice told them, and they were like, "All right," but, but they just ignored it. What did I just say? Yeah, it was. It was. It was I mean, they they ignored it until what? Until the video came out, exactly. And then the video came out. they were like, "All right, we're the, gonna ban him from the NFL." The, the video, what?
1: The video made it real.
0: <sighs>
1: the video made it real. You know, just just like just like the deaths, guys killing themselves. You know, Junior Seau. You know, Andre Water, Dave Durson, uh, Shane Dronet. I can go on and on and on Aaron about the guys, the guys that, that you know that, that have killed themselves. You know, and it's real. It's in our faces. Like, okay, whoa, we have a problem. That's a huge PR nightmare for them. They have a major problem. They have to address it. They address the situation with the, with abuse women that we're now guys. They're suspended, you know, done for a certain amount of time. You get another infraction, anything else happens, you're done. Mm-hmm. Three strikes, you're out forever. Yeah, you know. So so, and so now these guys know. Now so sort the of ball's in your court. You know, we'll get you the help you need. Blah blah. Anything blah, happens, but same thing with CTE. They're, they're they're doing more things now with the collective bargaining agreement. You know, they were, where we get tests and things of that nature to try and help us with mental health issues and things of that nature. But there's there's more avenues for help for us out there now than there were before. But it's just sad that something you see is bad, and you know it's bad, and you're a multi-billion dollar organization, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait until it blows up in your face. Yeah. And then you finally do something when it blows up in your face. That Ray, sadly, that Ray Rice situation is the best thing that could have happened to the NFL. Because they ended up cracking down on all these other players. Ruined his career, but,
0: I mean, look at Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's one other thing I want to talk (coughs) about when it comes to Colin Kaepernick, obviously, like we ended up talking about Cap a lot of times, mm-hmm. and um, so the biggest question is: Do you think he's ever going to play in the NFL again? No, nope, not a chance. No. Do you think he wants to play in the NFL again? <sighs> um,
1: I, I think he wants to play to prove a point that he still can play. I don't think he wants to play from a standpoint of how he was disrespected. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was funny. I was, I was watching um, some of the some of the top NFL runs in the history of the NFL, and and Kaepernick was on like seven, eight, or nine of them. Really? Yeah. I was like, wow, this kid, this guy he's was explosive. Good. He was real good, but but to sit there and say and say
0: he's not good he's enough, he's
1: talented, he's not good enough, and say like, no, the sole only reason that Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, is not in the NFL right now to this day is because he took a knee during the national anthem.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the only reason.
0: And the people always, and people that were angry about that, always brought up the troops and disrespecting yeah. the military. And the funniest thing is, the reason why he kneeled is because the Navy Seal yeah. told him it would be more respectful to kneel.
1: But but the, but in the same, and these, these same in, for me, these same people who say he's not patriotic, you know, we people die for us to have a right to live. That's the most us. patriotic thing you can do. And, and, and my my thought is, yeah. People die for the right for us to have a vote and have that vote count. Yeah. So now you're trying to overturn an election that's not even, you know, wasn't even. So, so, so they're hypocrites. Because hypocritical to me. Because
0: honestly, one thing Colin Kaepernick was doing is that's the most American thing you can it do. Uh, the, America was all about being against the system that controls you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is to I mean, never be controlled I, and I, always protest if that ever happens.
1: I mean, even even at sporting events and things that. I don't stand for the national anthem. Why would I?
0: The person that wrote the national anthem wanted people wanted slaves locked yeah. up, right? So I don't. I, don't know. I mean, I, I
1: tell anybody, tell anybody in their faces, like I, I
0: don't, I won't stand up
1: for it. You know, when when you can represent me as a, again, thanks, as a you know, as a as a as a human being with humanity with equal rights to you, I'll stand for it. What what am I standing for for? Yes. I mean, you, you you're standing for a song that was written for you by you, you know, to to encourage you. It's like I said, we the people. Remember when, they, again, I said before, when they wrote down we the people, there were over 500 million slaves in the United States of America. You mean
0: 5 million?
1: 5 million. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> in the United States of America. Yeah. there were.
0: No. 5, excuse me. 5 million. You're right. 5 million. Yes. And it's just, like, honestly, when it comes to Kyler Kaepernick, it's hard to sue your employer and then work for them again.
1: Yeah, it is. That's what I saying. I mean, he he wants to because he wants to prove it, prove that he can play. But he doesn't want to because he, he's not he's not he's not going to agree with the, the tyranny and oppression of you know of pretty much. I mean, it's a harsh tactic to say, but you know, white slave masters telling them what they can and cannot do. Because it's
0: just they don't trust each other. No, they don't. Like Colin Kaepernick doesn't trust the NFL, The NFL doesn't trust Colin. And when it comes to his workout. Mm-hmm. That ended up happening. That working out was stupid as yeah. shit because um, Colin Kaepernick was never going to agree to them saying, All right, you can't sue us if something happens. Because yeah. Cap's like, You could sign me and then and then cut me yeah. immediately. And yeah. I'll never play in the NFL and I can't do anything about that. So it's just, Cap is. Cap knew what he was doing would end up resulting well, it, in what it happened. His his stance.
1: Has 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 done what it needed to do.
0: Yeah,
1: it's done. You know, unfortunately, he sacrificed his career, football career, for it. But I, I have more respect for him in doing that. Yeah. you know, and, and people it's just, are going to be writing book reports on he, him. Man. Yeah, even, even with Jer, even with Jerry Jones, who I have absolutely no respect for, who, who I you don't want to know what I think of him, regardless of him owning the Cowboy Cowboys. If you came out as a coach. And say, you know, my philosophy is that all my players should stand for the national anthem. But if they so, if if they so choose
0: to take a knee, I respect that. Yeah, that's what that's what Alejandro that. Villanueva said. I, I, you Cause know, he, cause he's, I um, respect that. Because he, because he's,
1: yeah, I respect, I respect, I would respect someone so much more that can be like, you know, I may think this wrong, but even though I own this team I can do whatever I want, you know. You like, that's your constitutional American right to be able to take a knee. Yeah. But for Jerry Jones to sit there and say, the, you can't play on my team. You, you can't play on my team.
0: It's whack. Man. Nah. Like, because uh, you remember when Alejandro Villanueva from the Steelers set was talking about that? He, cause yeah, Because yeah. he was in yeah. the military. Yeah. And oh, he, he
1: stayed in the locker room, didn't
0: yeah. he? Yeah. And no, well, no, he came out. He came out, but yeah. he apologized to his team about they were, that. They were like, that's cool. Yeah, but the reason why he apologized is because it was like, It was supposed to be a unit thing, and he felt like he was coming out of the unit. Yeah, And he obviously was in the military, so his thoughts on pledging for the National Anthem is different. But he ended up saying, and I really rock with him for saying this, he said, I can't tell a black person how they're supposed to feel about the National Anthem because I'm not black. He said, I didn't grow up in Dade County. I don't know what you went through. Yeah. And I don't know why you have this thought on the national anthem and the police. Yeah. So, who am I to tell you that? And that's real. Yeah, it is real. And it's, and that's one thing people are getting really, like, confused about because you're just looking through the lens that you've always looked through yeah. in your life. because that's all they know. Yeah, oh, because I'm not doing this, you shouldn't do this either. Jerry, and you're wrong if you do this. Jerry,
1: Jerry Jones about has you. no idea... What it is to grow up in America as a black man, but you have so many black people around you. It doesn't matter. You still when when you're on a field, you're in a control. You're in a controlled environment. It's just like an experiment. I can get like like in this apartment. I can control everything in here. It's all of us. Once we walk outside those walls, it's it's, it's a world out there. I mean, granted, yeah. I can't. I can't because we're black. But if there's white people in here with us, once they walk out, their life will be a lot different than our
0: life. Yeah, because of the color of their skin. Yeah, and it's just. Like there's been obviously people talking about this. I've said obviously like a thousand times, but there's been people talking about how there's people in this country when it comes to the NFL, when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to anything that care a lot about black culture, but when it's time to speak up for black people, they never do. Nope. Like, and I'll I'll bring Dabo Sweeney as an example. Yep. Dabo. You see him in the locker room dancing with his players all the time. You see him recruit all these players, yeah. talks about how he loves this, yeah. this, this, and that about them. But then when they asked him about, you know, all the George Floyd protests and all the stuff mm-hmm. going on, he ended up saying, well, if you have a problem, you need to leave the country. Yeah. How is could the, you...
1: Is, 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 is just, just like, think of it this way. Like, just like the 1600s, as long as we're making them money, as long as we're making them look good, as long as they're benefiting... So you know, they'll shuck You know, they'll they sit there and dance, pat us on the back, and uh, a good job. But the minute we try and you know speak up for ourselves, or try and say something is wrong, or you know we're tired of this. Oh, that's wrong. You got you know, uh. okay. Yeah. So but it's a true. And for you know, real, D- Dick Bucket said the same thing. You know, and, and it's sad. You know, just over the years, just to watch people black, that you've seen that well, you've... black people were insecure of themselves. You know, like 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 a Jim Brown. I spoke out against black people. You know, uh, like uh, who else did? You know, Kanye West, who lost. You know, so I spoke out against black people. I mean, Steve Harvey. It's like you know, I can, uh, you know. Um, uh, what's that fool name? Um, Terry Crews. You know, yeah, him too. Lil Wayne. It's like wow. Lil Wayne. Do you, do you know in a heartbeat? And any time, which they and I can say this, which they are here, white supremacists. If they walked down the street and saw you with a group of black people, they're hanging your ass too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they don't. They don't care about. And, oh no, Terry Crews, you, you like
1: this. No, nah, you ain't, You will never be a part of the Klan or white supremacist group. They will never want you. They will hang your black ass also, in a heartbeat. So to think that you, that just because you can speak up, or Jim Brown too. Oh, they're gonna hang you, bro, in a heartbeat. Yeah. They've they been looking for you, <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah,
0: and Jim Brown talking like he don't got a history of just, yeah, of being militant back they're, in the day. That's right. And, right I
1: tell people what, what, my, my favorite movies I've watched in this game of The Django uh, <laughs> uh, Django and Chain. Uh, what was the other um uh, uh what was the other one? The, the Harriet Tubman, the Harriet Tubman story. I mean they're just it's just interesting about the history, you know, uh, of America because it what? It is the history of America. Yeah. It's
0: it American is American history man.
1: You know, I remember as a kid watching Roots and just being like so angry and being like because as a kid you don't know but in your in your mind you're thinking how could somebody treat somebody so bad? Yeah. Just because they're they're different, you know. Even even now, I mean, I I, I, I psychologically, because I love psychology, you will know, play minds, you know, play games with my mind. And I was trying to say, okay, Robert, if you were in a situation where you could have somebody as slaves working for you, you know, and that you know you, you could sit back and do nothing, and they work for you, but if they and if they acted up, you could whip them, you can beat them, you can you rape them, you can do whatever you want because you own them. Would you do it? You know, what my answer is no.
0: But it's other. It's easy for other people to no. do that because they don't even see him as human beings. No,
1: I mean I, me. Me, I, even even Donald Trump. I always say I don't hate him because I see him as a human being. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I still wouldn't want nothing bad to happen to him. I would never wish anything ill on him because he's a human being. Yeah. At the end of the day, do I think he should pay for his crime? Yes, but I think I, I should think he should pay for his crimes according to the laws of the you know that, that govern this country, not my laws. Yeah, you no, know, it's 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 not my. Decision to decide if you know if somebody took something or did something to me to make me mad and you know and I don't I don't want to be nobody's masters. I treat my treat my my own puppies as if they're like you know they're they're free puppies. I mean, granted, I know they need me because dogs need their you know their their masters to do everything. But it's like you know I don't I don't I don't I don't hit them. I don't I mean I don't I don't I don't starve them. I don't you know I don't I don't leave them locked outside. I don't I mean they they I mean shit. the times you know. I yeah. let them sleep with me. Yeah. You and know? It's like my, 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 my what I have is theirs. They're my puppies. And
0: these are dogs. Another another real thing, especially when it comes to slavery, is it's nothing like what we know it as. No. Nah. Because we've never seen it. No. And just because we see a movie about it or we it's, read about it, that's nothing compared to what actually happened. But it's not even that. It's just the simple fact of I mean, we
1: we all see graphic pictures of Black people hanging, and you see white people sitting around there, you know, taking photos, taking still yeah. photos. Just how can you sit there and take a still photo hanging in front of a a, a life dead body, body a, a life being killed because they were black? Yeah, it's like wow. I mean I, was, I mean, I told you I was watching the other day. You know, two two down in down in Alabama, Birmingham, where the two uh, two black people first tried to inter- integrate to go to school, and they gave her, they gave. I mean, it took the National Guard to come down there, and I remember. And I remember the, the the one guy, um, whatever the whatever mayor of um, of uh, Alabama was named was at the time, but uh, the guy, the National Guard guy came down there, and he he was and he was like he said this to him, is it, you know, is is it with, it's with sadness that I have to tell you that the president of the United States said I have to remove you and let these let these uh black people in here. The dude said it's with sadness that I have to tell you this, because he was sad that he actually had to let black people into a school just to learn. Yeah. That's American history. And I, yeah. the one thing I don't ever want any young black person to ever not understand, you know, what what what, what that is and how that makes you feel. It's okay for us because if we can feel some type of way, then it goes away. Mm-hmm. Them, they felt some type of way, and it stayed with them because yeah. that's what they were living with. And they're still to, alive to this day. We had to fight to vote. We had to fight to get an education. We had to fight to go to the schools. We had to fight to play sports. We had to fight to be able to be, be, put ourselves in a position to buy homes and buy clothes and live outside of you know uh, live comfortably. Mm-hmm. Had to fight for that every single day. And then the South, not only are they are they fighting for you know fighting oppression, you know, and and, and fighting just to be equal, they're fighting for their lives mm-hmm. because the Klan is rampant down there. And and and, and it gets me so mad. <laughs> from the point was okay, why was the Klan created? I'm asking you.
0: Oh, why was the Klan created? Yes. I mean, the Klan crew was created literally right after slavery, so it was honestly a way to suppress and extinguish Black people.
1: One hundred percent. Put the fear of God in Black people's, so they never, they would never have uprisings, they never act out, never be successful in life. Okay, now I'm going to ask you another question: Why was the Black Panthers created?
0: Well, the Black Panthers was originally created to protect those people that were getting basically killed all right you know you, you you up on your history you're
1: you're you you're what you're, you're 100% correct
0: and other thing about the Black Panther Party because people try to make it like a black supremacist party the Black Panther Party helped black people and poor people they gave they gave free they gave free food to you know to the black uh, black inner city kids and there were or and there were um there were organizations that were white that did support the Black Panther Party. Because oh yeah, yeah. The Black Panther yeah. Party supported yeah. them, yeah. but they try to demonize them, yeah. and they try to make them look like a terrorist organization just because they armed themselves. And the reason why they armed themselves is because that was their Second Amendment right. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Show me any photograph.
1: Show me any story in history or anything where the Black Panther Party ever strung a white person up to a tree and hung Nope. Him. Never. The only times you saw a shootout with the Black Panther Party is if when somebody they attacked shot first. them. When the, when the cops came by and they shot them first. Yeah. But but why are the black panthers demonized?
0: They were demonized strictly because the cultural climate of America was straight racist. It still is. Still is. It still is. it
1: one it one hundred percent still is. I mean, people and, and, and it's like you said earlier. Until we, as a society, you know, just accept it, mm-hmm. talk about it, you know, um, 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 trying to understand it, you know. It, it's not going to change. It's yeah. like it's like I said. I can't. I can't wait and on the fifteenth this month. Hopefully, that mo- that Spike Lee movie, American something.
0: I'm gonna look it up right now. Actually,
1: it's Americans. What a powerful movie. I mean, when, when 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 you know, as a black person, when anybody, any black person calls for their mother, it's real. Yeah, it's real. I mean, having COVID. In, in in uh in, in January and um you know just just going through the whole process you know the where it was pretty bad
0: yeah
1: you know I really should have should have gone to the hospital but I'm stubborn and I, I felt that you know I'm a football player you know that I'm tough that I and I got to the point where I couldn't breathe and I, I i mean I couldn't breathe at all and I thought I was gonna die and I called my mom and I was like mom I mean i I think I'm dying something's wrong and she started freaking out telling me to go to the hospital and things of that nature and then it just made me get tougher you know, because I was like, okay, I mean, I, I got to live for my mother. But, I mean, you never call your mother unless it's that serious. And when George Floyd was sitting there saying, mama, mama, you know, he used to call my grandmother mama. You know, that, that's that's deep. And he still kept his knee on his neck. Yeah. As if it was With nothing. With his hands in his pockets. Yeah. Nonchalantly. The, and, until, and, until, and, he was, until he wasn't moving and he still didn't yeah, move. And
0: we talked about bystanders, too. There was three other cops around that just
1: watched yeah, him do it. But I thought they meant the, like the, the black bystanders. And everybody was like, well, why did they do something? Because they would have shot and killed them. Yeah. They're quick to shoot and kill black people. Well, White people are killed more. White people are the majority. Yeah. <laughs> of course it would be more, more people white people. Black people are killed but at higher rates. It's like, okay, I mean, you, 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 you call the Black Panthers terrorists. All right. What do they do? You have a white man drive a damn truck into an in inner city, downtown city. Of, of Nashville and blow it up. And he, and all you talk about is mental health issues? Yeah. He's a damn terrorist, a homegrown terrorist, no better than Timothy McVeigh. The exact same, but you won't hear them say that. Yeah. You can't find it?
0: No, nah, I can't find it. <laughs> Honestly. So, yeah, um, it looks like the movie is, the name of it is American Skin. Yes. So,
1: I mean, it's, it's a very, very very powerful movie. I mean, it's, it's going to, it's gonna cause a lot of controversy in in this country, you know, from the simple fact of, you know, even even how how I look at it, even when I saw, you know, whether it be, you know, Schindler's List or you know or Diary of Anne Frank, you know, you know, it's just as 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 someone who, or It may not I may not have lived, you know, during that time or during those trials and things of that nature, but it's like you know I have empathy, you know, for people who are you know who are disenfranchised, you know, who are oppressed you know, who are, you know, who are treated less than humans, you know, treated as non-citizens, you know. So it, it, it always interests me, when, you know, we have you, when you have a certain sect, you know, of, of people that get mad with situations that are showing the truth. You know, and, and watching the previews of American American Me, you know, and I only say that because it's been getting bad reviews now, and the only reason it's getting bad reviews is because it's showing the truth. Yeah. You know, it's like black people get pulled over all the time. Black people get harassed all the time. Black people get shot and killed all the time, unarmed. But people with don't a cell phone in hand, that. but they don't want to see that. They they, they don't they want to face truths. They
0: want their own. They want their own perception of how this country is. But it's not. That's here's the it's, thing. It's that's it's why not it's, real. it's
1: never going to change as uh. long as they had that mindset. It's never going to change. I mean, I myself, I've experienced racism with the uh, Syracuse police uh, the, the police department. Whereas, like you know, what? My, my cousins. Uh, they got into it this was years ago they got they got into a um, got into a fight it wasn't real, a fight fight it was an altercation cuz i broke it up oh my gosh yeah you told you know, me yeah. the story you know but but uh, yeah. but and the police came in you know and all these all these white kids were outside you know and my cousins were black you know were outside you know and they knew who i was but you know i was trying to you know you know squash squash what was going on and they ended up grabbing them or grabbing my cousin Scott and throwing him on the car and i'm like why are you arresting him when they were doing the exact same thing and the only reason they arrested him because he was black you know, but but I was like, you know, then I, then I got into it, and I did. I got into and it, and I had been I hadn't been drinking that night because it was their birthday, and I was completely sober. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, so I'm sitting there saying, you know, I got into it, not an argument, but an altercation with the cops. You know, and I was just like, you know, what? At the end of the day, it don't matter. You know, I was like, you know, I got enough money in my pocket to come bail them out anyway. You know, and I and and, and, I, and I was making them feel bad, making them feel little. You know, that was my, like my second year in the NFL. Being, the situation didn't have to do anything with me, yeah. but but they knew who I was, and I that was just going on there, and I was like, and I went to the ATM, got a little more money out, I was like, I don't know what it's going to cost to bail them out, but I'm just going to bail them out, I don't want them in there tonight. So I drive out of the public safety building, you know, I walk into the public safety building, I walk up to the counter in the public safety building, you know, so I'm standing there, and I was like, excuse me, I, was, it was, I remember, it was a woman sitting there, and I remember, I was like, excuse me, man, still, the way I was raised, being polite, no matter what, it's not, I'm not, yo, 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 what up? Nah, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm a high school educated, college educated, you know, articulate person that, you know, that that's very well spoken. And I've been like this my entire life. You know, it's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I can talk slang if you need me to. Now I can be hood <laughs> in a heartbeat, you know, and that, that ain't the problem. You know, I, I, I get bent, you know, but it's like, you know, in situations like that, you know, and I always say to my sons, you know, not to get off the story, but I can talk in a Fortune 500 meeting. You know, just as well as I can talk to an inner city gang member mm-hmm. in an in a, inner city gang group in a heartbeat, I man. I can switch it up like that. But anyway, you know, and I'm standing at the counter, and my my cousin, um, we call him Junior, because he's a Junior. He was standing next to me, and I asked him, you know, can I can I? We're here to bail my cousin. You know, you know, I won't say his name, but blah blah blah. Out of jail, you know, he was brought in. Blah 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 blah. So, the lady's like, hold on a second. And she's like, so she comes back a second later. Okay, you can't bail him out tonight. I'm like, okay, can you tell me what time we can bail him out there? You know, what time I need to come back? She's like, uh, okay, hold on a second. She's like, okay, we'll come back in two hours. He said, like, no, 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 come back, uh, come back in a half an hour. I was like, and I'm like, okay, ma'am. I'm like, I'm like all right, so I'm clear. You gave me three different times. You told me now I can't bail him out a night. You told me to come back in two hours. You told me to come back in, um, in a half an hour. Which time is right? As soon as I said that, about five or six offers just came from behind the counter at the public safety bu- public safety building, <laughs> arrest him! Arrest him right now! Arrest him! Screaming at uh, at a uh, cops running around there, and, and arrest me! No sooner had I did that, I looked to the left. There were about four or five cops, four or five cops running from behind our, the counter on the left. And there were about four or five cops running behind the counter on the on, on the right, mm-hmm. and I'm like, whoa. So all I had in my hand, well, cell phones weren't big back then, so I didn't have a cell phone or anything. But I, but I, but I had my wallet in my hand and I had cash in my hand. So I stopped, started backing up slowly away from the counter, like backing up, like arrest me for what? What did I do? I mean, I'm asking for the time to, um, you know, to come back and bail them out. I'm just trying to bail them out. And then sure enough, they run around the corner. So so I put my hands in front of them. I was like, then arrest me then, because I didn't do anything, you know. So you know, so so I, I mean, I I know me. I'm smart enough and I'm wise enough to know I let the I let the system. Work for me because I knew I could get a lawyer and be like Robert. What did you do? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I mean, they they can't hold me with nothing. And, and what's, that, what's and that also
0: has to do with the connections that you ended up getting. Yes. As a as a college educated yeah. man at yeah. Syracuse yes. as an NFL player. Yes. Because another person I would have happened. Oh, they wild out. Yeah. There's nothing you could do about it. And there's people like that all the time. They would have wild out. Khalif Browder allegedly stole a backpack. Yeah. Was spent two years. Yeah. In Rikers. Yeah. So, but it,
1: but anyway, let me finish uh, this story. So sure enough, it. they they handcuffed me, they handcuffed my cousin who was doing absolutely nothing, just standing there, you know. So so we so we like they they handcuffed us, they were, they we're walking around this, and they took us in his room, around this corner. They had my cousin in front of me, and all of a sudden, I they, we get to this area, it's well lit, and I look at him, and he's got blood gushing down his head. Wow! And I'm like, what the hell just happened to you? you no, know, I ask I asked the cop. What the hell just happened to him? Like, that's what happens when you try and kick at him. Granted, I'm sitting there, like, as far as I am away from you, you know, five, six feet behind him. He didn't try and kick him, but what he did was ram him first place into the door. Wow. You know, so so shaw has got a big, a big big, cut on his head, you know, and he's bleeding profusely. I was like, you know what? You want to get him medical attention things of that nature? They ain't even get him me medical attention, so they, they bring us into this one room, and I'll never forget the officer's name, and I'll say their damn name, Officer Kaufman and Officer Whitney. Uh, one's One's been retired for racial discrimination and the other's still on the force right now. But they 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 literally, they sit me in it, they sit me, they keep him with his handcuffs on above the desk. Mm-hmm. They take me, they sit me down, they take my handcuffs off and they handcuff me to the bottom of the chair. Wow. Which is illegal as hell. Yeah. Later. And I'm like, wow. Then all of a sudden, Officer Kaufman... I don't even call them officer. They don't deserve the, the, the respect to be called officer. I call them what they are. Devil Officer, De- Devil Kaufman and Devil Whitney. The seed, to the sit there, we got your black ass now, nigger. Wow. And he said, you porch monkey, you think you can run around here because you got a little money everything, do anything? We got you now, spook. He, I was called every racial inflammatory name you could ever ma- imagine. And then my, my cousin, who, who was younger than me, um, sitting there, and he, he's getting mad because he's like, He's like, because they call me, my family calls me RD. They're like, RD, they can't talk to you like that. And I, and I would tell we call him Shy. And I was like, Shy, let it go. Let it go. It's like, you know what? Here you have some power hungry, and this is me talking to him, my cousin. I'm not, because I'm ignoring them. Here you have some power hungry racists, you know, that, that have the power right now because they have me right now. And all I kept saying to them was like, you know what? I'll be out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll be out tomorrow. It's like, I'm not worried about you. There's nothing you can say to me that's going to get me. You know, it's like, you know at, at the end of the day, you know, my car, I mean, I had a Mercedes-Benz 500 SL convertible. And I was like, at the end of the day, my car out there costs more than both of your salary combined in one year. You know, so I'm not worried about it. How you know, much? So, 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 yeah, so, so, so that's what you mad about. You know, you know, sure enough, I spent, um, well, I called, well, I called my lawyer, you know, and blah, blah, blah. My lawyer came down there, you know, I, I just, you know, ended up getting out. And he's like, Robert, what happened? And I told him what happened. He's like, you shit me. I was like, Lewis, no. That's exactly how it went down. He's, mm-hmm. like, he's like, you know you know what the charge was? What? You know what I kept saying? Public safety building? Oh, they charged you for trespassing? Trespassing. Oh, my gosh. Trespassing man. was a charge. The, 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 the judge saw it the next day I came back in. He was like, he was like, you've got to be kidding me. I was like, that's the charge. He's like, he he, he threw it right out. But then everybody wanted every, – here's the thing. Everybody wanted me to um, the press charges, file a complaint, file yeah. a restraining order, blah, blah, blah. And I was like – my my thought process was, why? It's not going to change the hate in their heart for me, for people like me. Mm-hmm. They hate black men. And my, finally, finally – Filing a restraining order or, or, or you know or filing a complaint to the police is not going to change anything. They're still going to hate black people regardless. And they're not going to so do anything. They're not going to do anything about it. They they the blue code pr- pr- protect their own. And I remember just go- going back up at the university to see my friends. Uh, you know, um, uh, the the next night. You know, and I was by myself. You know, I, I, I wasn't with my cousins. You know, because I went to Syracuse. You know. So I went up there to see a couple of my friends who were bar owners, you know, just to talk and say around. And I just remember just coming out of, that's when the McDonald's was up there. And I remember coming out of McDonald's and I'm seeing all these, all these um, police officers just standing right there. There was probably a group of like five or six. And I just look at them and just shake my head. And I just see them look over at one another, all white. And just start whispering one another. Shh, 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 shh. And I had a bunch of friends, or people who I knew up there were standing by me. And I was just like, you know, I'm not tripping off that. You notice I'm out, you know. And, and, yeah. and the judge drew it out. He said, Yes, my, my car was sitting there in front of me, and I was like, "Y'all just mad because none of you can afford this. Maybe if y'all can buy your money, yeah, yeah." Y- and I was, I was being a little bit of an ass, but I just wanted to let them know this is why you don't like me because you okay. see a black man doing better than you ever can. And it, you know, what it reminded me of you ever see the movie um, Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy and uh, yeah, uh, right. and, and when at one point where the where the one police officer they they have they have Eddie Murphy and um, Arsenio Hall and all them in handcuffs, and, and he's like, you know what, I bust my behind, you know, and, you know all my life to be a cop and all i can do is live in this hubble, and you guys are out there living a lifestyle you know with all this money and doing all yeah. this and all the girls which is true you know i was living a lifestyle where i had a lot of money and they're out there doing you know you know doing their job and they're not getting a quarter of what i was making you know but but that's but that's beside the point but that's what it's about it's look about at that with
0: jealousy it's it's feel with,
1: jeal- with jealousy and hate
0: i'm i'm a white man in america and mm-hmm. the world is my oyster Yep. So, why are you doing better than me? That's what it is.
1: 1000%. Why, why do you think black people weren't allowed to play baseball, allowed to play basketball, or allowed to go to school, or allowed to read, or allowed to write? Because they don't want allowed allowed to ride the bus. Nope.
0: It was illegal for black nope. people to learn how to read. Yep. Is
1: Yep. You, you, do you think that, that that mindset and that psychology has changed?
0: It, and, and you think in your mind, what did black people do? for somebody to just treat a whole group like that. We excelled. Like what like why it feels like they just go out of their ways. We excelled when given a chance. That junk is awful, man. It's
1: We excel when given a chance. Just for existing. We excel when given a chance. Um... Best football player. Highest played football player, Patrick Mahomes. Highest played basketball player, LeBron James. You know, I can go on and on. Highest play baseball player. Probably some Dominican Republic person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, you know, Dominicans
0: be like, I'm not black. Yeah, chain. I'm not. I'm not black.
1: out of what? Soon to be 46 presidents. One was black. Yeah. One. One. That's 46 times four.
0: One was black. And he had to have the perfect resume to get elected. Yep because like, let,
1: let, let let Barack Obama have had twenty twenty plus sexual assault allegations.
0: Imagine him having a child out of wedlock. Imagine him having getting divorced three times. Well, two times, but soon to be three times. Imagine him getting divorced once.
1: Almost all Michelle Obama did was wear a sleeveless shirt, and she got called every racist thing in the book. Yeah, but but you you can look at Melania Trump. Uh, you know, with That fat ass, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. guts hanging all out on the internet, you know, with no clothes on or anything, but she, oh, she's the, the most classiest first lady ever. In what world?
0: Yeah. Like, the disrespect towards Michelle Obama was insane. It was crazy. And she, it's funny, because she's the highest educated first lady in the history yeah. of presidents. But
1: they can't see that because she's black.
0: Yeah, they don't see that at she all. She got
1: called a monkey. She gets called, She gets, I mean, I see people now. Still call her a man. I was like, yeah, I'm just hating. Yeah. I but uh, but but it's never black people. Only white people call call her a man. Yeah. You don't and then, then, and then these people wonder why you know you know how many friends I've lost this last year. I won't even call them friends. You know, you know how many people who I disassociate with now this last year. Oh, do Hundreds. Uh, yeah. Hundred and, and I and I always say this. I want nothing to do to, to, with them again the rest of my life. You show me what your you know what your alliances with. And and it's not with, it's not with people like me
0: and what they're gonna think is <laughs> I don't oh, care now that Donald Trump's not president anymore we could be cool we no, could be friends no nah. no we don't nah. that's not that's Lose not what of, it
1: is I've, I've, I've deleted them off social media I deleted them off my phone I want nothing else to do with them ever again the rest of my life I'm cool with that yeah
0: because I know what you thought about not me personally yeah, I know situation. what you thought about people that look yeah, like me yeah. that I care about a lot yeah and there's nothing I can do about that
1: I mean, that was and that like, yeah, that that was my that was my first experience, like that with the racism, you know, in Central New York, and it, it opened my eyes to a lot of things, it, it really really did, you know, you know, what? and the simple fact of, you know, cause I kept, I mean, I kept, I just kept saying there, it, it's like you know, I know who you are, I see your names, Carpenter, Whitney, Carpenter. is that a threat? It's like I'm not threatening you. No. It's like why, why why would I threaten you? Threaten you for what? Yeah. It's like you know you're nothing to me. <laughs> I'll be out of here tomorrow. Okay. Like one thing I didn't do anything. Like, still like you still gonna have live, cameras in there, you know.
0: You still gonna live the life that you live, yeah. in while I'm, I'm flourishing.
1: But like, you you you're still gonna be pushing that badge and pushing your races and pushing pushing your hatred or whatever it is, you know. And I'm gonna be out of here tomorrow doing my thing. You
0: still gonna be thinking about me at the end of the day. So, yeah, it's, I remember you. You told me this story a few times. Yeah, it's crazy, actually. man. So, it's just and it's crazy because um, <laughs> nobody talks about how. Because people think of New York State as this just haven for for progressiveness. Not a
1: chance in hell. In hell, no. there's so much hate up here. It's insane. Not
0: in Syracuse. I mean, my thing is uh, a lot of it.
1: How do how do you if you have your drawn your gun drawn on somebody, seeing somebody holding something like this, I mean, I can see if somebody's got something like this at you, you firing, yeah. all, right. all right, all right, I mean, take for granted the black man that was sitting on the ground with his hands up like this. The next to that mentally disabled young yeah. young man, and they shot him.
0: Yeah, they and shot him, yelling out, "This yes. kid is autistic."
1: He shot him. It's, it's fear, fear. You know, what it's, you know what the fear is from us doing to them what they did to us, what they did to our ancestors. Yeah. That's the fear. Oh my God, I got to shoot, shoot and kill him because if he ever gets a chance to kill me, he's gonna kill me. Yeah.
0: And Motherf- that's motherfucker, that- we don't. That's not how we build. We, we don't think about... We don't even... We ain't even
1: thinking about... Like that, you know. Nat Turner did. And Nat Turner was one of my heroes. He Man. didn't kill enough to me. Yeah. If I'm keeping it 100...
0: This dude fought for his own... Sl- if he, I'm keeping, fought, he fought for his own liberation. Hey, what
1: you- if I'm keeping it 100... Nat... Nat I mean... I mean, He's he, one of my heroes. You know why? Because he fought, he fought against the racial... He, he gave his life for it. But you know what? He fought against racial injustice, racial oppression, you know, and just hatred. Yeah. It's... That's real, man. Yeah, man, it's just, it's it's a crazy world. That's what I always say. It's like you know, it's, it's, these police officers, they, they they act like, well, 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 if you just comply, it's like how was George Floyd was complying? I mean, you had your knee on his neck. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Eric Garner was complying. I mean, you you're choking him to death. You know, how do you want somebody to comply when you're choking him to death? When you when you when you literally are sitting there and you can feel your life leaving you, you want somebody just to relax and comply? Man. You're killing me.
0: And now of it's course just, I'm gonna
1: squirm and fight,
0: especially when. Um, it's like
1: telling a rape victim, "Just relax and enjoy it." You yeah. know, it's so stupid.
0: It's how I ended up thinking about it. Is it's sad us as Black Americans honestly have to treat the police like they are wild animals. I do. Like we have to treat them as in wild animals. You ever run up to a wild animal, they'll bite you. Yeah. Like you can't run up to a cop yeah, yeah, yeah. ever. No. I mean, I mean, but, but as you said, I me, mean, my
1: education, it. I was raised, you know, blah blah blah. You know, I know, I know how to interact, I know how to deal with cops, you know. So it's like, but mm-hmm. and
0: just hope that they don't do anything to you. When when a when
1: a cop pulls up, I mean, pull, pulls me over for some blah blah blah. Regardless, I say I lean over the cars and put both my hands outside the car window. Mm-hmm. I had a cop just pull me over? She said I said I ran a red light, which I didn't. But I pull up, she's like, sir, you don't have to lean with your cars out like that. I was like, you know what, man. I feel safer like this. Yeah. I want you to feel as comfortable as me. You know, your body camera, whatever. You know, you shoot me or I, I die and everything. You know, at least my hands will be
0: out this, mm. and they'll, they'll know I have no, I have no weapon on me. You turn, you know? turn the lights on in your car. You do all everything. Of that. Yep. Like in in my dad, he had to have that conversation with me. Yeah. He yeah. said, "I'll tell the same thing. Make yeah. them feel comfortable." Yeah. It's like you have to do everything in your power to make yourself not look like a threat. Yeah. And that's a sad world that uh, we live in.
1: Again, the movie American Skin. I, mean, then, I mean, she was shook. Yeah. Literally. And in hope that they don't shoot you. Yeah, she was shook. Literally, she, she she's looking at this big black man leaning out this window in fear for his life. Literally, I'm not lying, bro. Both my hands were out the window. As far as I can, fingers spread apart. I was like, I have no weapons. I'm not doing anything. I want you to feel comfortable. Even when she went back in her car to check for, to check for information and everything, you know, And because she was like, you know, and I told her, like, ma'am, I, mean, I live right here. It's like, I'm not reaching for no wallet. I'm not reaching for shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, my name is Robert Drummond. You can look it up. Blah, blah, blah. You can see my height. I mean, you can look it. I mean, I could tell you, I know you have a computer on right there. You can go You can go online and look at my picture. Am I playing football here at Syracuse? My hands are like, I'm not putting my hands back in. It's like, no. It's like, I'm not giving you a reason to say I was reaching for something. Because you know why? Because I've seen it happen hundreds, hundreds of times mm-hmm. to young black men. Yeah. I mean and I can and I can see her, she was like she was obviously like, you know, wow, is this what we've become? Yeah, this is what we've become.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, where I where, you know what now it's like like you fear for your life? I fear for my life. Except I don't have a gun and a badge that if I killed you, that I I walk free. Yeah. You can shoot and kill me and probably walk and make up some damn story. Well, how do I know? Because I've seen it happen hundreds of times. Because it happens to black people all the time. That's why we have a march going on talking about black lives matter. That's a fact. That's why.
0: Dead ass That's a fact. Yeah.
1: They don't. They don't get that. And I, and I can see she seemed like a nice person, but it doesn't matter. You know, what I mean, because she was, she was like, you know what, Mr. drummond you know, just, just get, just, just get home safe and just, you know, you know, and just, I mean, everything's clear. You know, what I mean, you just ran that red light back there. I was like, I mean, I, I didn't even want to get into an argument with her. All right, oh you know, if you, if I mean, like, damn, if I ran a red light, what do you normally do? Just give a ticket, right? Yeah. So just give a ticket, let me go. You know, but damn, I, I had to sit here because of a red light, fear for my life. I mean literally I was like I had my I was trying to reach the damn ground. I was like, no, I want you to see my
0: hand. And it's funny because um, exactly. like I've experienced this a lot. Yeah. Whenever I'm driving past a cop, yeah. my heart drops a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's normal. It's just in a and whenever a cop is behind me, because I was actually driving on my way here today. Mm-hmm. Um a cop rolled up behind me and and his lights was on. And a million things went in my mind. Yeah. Thinking, oh, my God, he's going to pull me over. He did this, this, and that. I have to make sure I have this, this, and that. Like, I literally set myself up. Like, all right, I need to make sure I do all of these things. Yeah. So I won't get arrested or I won't get, or or they won't, or they'll think something of me. Yeah. And it's just sad because I'm probably going to have to end up teaching my children that. That's where I feel at. But
1: I mean, like, it's like, you know, I don't worry about him as much because he's just, well, you know him. He's got to relax to me. He's smart him. He's like, Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't get in arguments. He's not, he's not combative and all that, all that crazy shit and all that. So, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and argue with you. It's like you know, what, you know what I'm gonna, where I'm gonna beat you. This is what which which is what I wish all black people would think. Beat him in the courts. Mm-hmm. Don't beat him right there.
0: They win right there all the time. Yeah. Beat him in the courts. Cause you can't win. There, there's a. It's misconstrued that, that black people don't yeah. want to be winning in courts. We can definitely play, win. Play. I'd be like, I rather, I rather pay a ticket. Then have six people carry me.
1: Yeah. Because all I have to do is like, reach my phone to film you. Bop, ba bop, bop, He reached for a gun.
0: Yeah.
1: You know how many times black people, they say black people reach for holding a phone in their hand. I thought I saw a gun. And they walk. Phones look, phones look like, don't look
0: anything like that. Nothing like, like guns. Walk. Nothing
1: like that. Motherfuckers hold their phones like this. Now, yeah. anybody hold no phone like this? Nope. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? They walk. Yeah. All the time. Spence. Like we we're getting tired of it, you know.
0: All right, but um, all right. So we at wow, we've been talking for two two and a half hours. Damn. Yeah, but, uh, um, one the other thing is: is there anything else that you want to speak about, or in particular, or you want to save that for another time?
1: Another time, I can't think of anything. Man.
0: All right. Well, this is the first. I guess it's an interview or conversation. I don't know what it is. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, this is the first conversation or having Rob Drummond as a guest, and we really appreciate you. And I really appreciate everything about you. I appreciate how much of an impact you've had on mm-hmm. my life. Wait, wait, wait! Do you see? Wait till you get my bill. All <laughs> <wait, wait>. right, <laughs> send me an invoice. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm I'ma send you. I'm going to Venmo you money. One week at a time. I don't know nothing about all that Venmo and Cash App. I'm gonna and give all you a dollar
1: a week. Man, somebody asked me that the other day. You got Cash App? Fuck is that? It's actually a very great app. You should download it. No, that's a it, it, it's a e-commerce cu- currency and like anything going over the internet, you can easily hack into. I mean, yeah, but you can easily hack into anything. Not 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 the money under my damn uh. I <laughs> <my bed. laughs> <laughs> You might hack into it, but you gonna you're going to get that heat, you going to have holes in your body. There's risks when you hack into it. Yeah, yeah. You, you can get in my bed and go and be, uh, between my seats. You deserve that money. <laughs> wow. Good luck, though. I'm spraying. <laughs> Asking questions later. I'm going to be just like a cop. Yeah. Oh, and start planting yeah. guns. I'm going to see you on the news. Like, I told him. I told his people. Go outside, scrape a shank up, and be like, yo, he had the shank coming at me. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I know how the prison system works. Yeah, but um, thank you so much, Rob. I really appreciate it. Right. Obviously, I'll be... I'll be... We'll be talking again if you'd like to. But I really enjoyed this, but... Just, I'll just keep it real. People have been you Everybody listen.
1: A lot of people, like we said before, a lot of people do not like hearing the truth. True. Truth bothers them. Makes mm-hmm. them uncomfortable. Any conversation you ever have with anybody, if you're uncomfortable... Stay in that conversation. Facts. Stay in it, seriously, stay in that conversation. I mean, women talk to me about some of the most uncomfortable conversations all the time. But you know what? To make them feel better, to let them know that I care, to let them know I, su- I support them, I listen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, I, and I sit and that's there. That's all it takes. I, I, I listen. I try and give them my, my input. I try and give them my, my encouragement. I try and give them my reassurance, re, uh, reassurance that I have their back, and that I understand, and that I listen, as opposed to making excuses of, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, well, black people kill each other, too. There's black and black. No, stop making excuses. No. Just listen Listen to their, their cries for, you know, just just what's right and what's wrong. That's the problem with people. They don't want to hear the
0: truth. They don't. Like, and that's one thing. We don't want you to believe us. No. We just want you to listen. Listen. They can't even do that. <laughs>
1: like That's it. Can't even do that, bro. Uh, for real. Like, that's why a lot of relationships here, I give you some good advice, young man. Mm-hmm. A lot of relationships fail because one spouse doesn't listen to the other spouse. My relationship is is what it is because I listen to my girlfriend. Yeah. I may not agree all the time, but if ever she she wants to go off and explain something and say something, I listen to her. You listen and you learn. I do. Yeah. That's how you learn, listening. You can't can't learn being right all the damn time. Hell no. You're going to be alone. with that lotion in that hand (laughs) you're going to be in that bathroom a whole lot by your damn self oh man (laughs) (laughs) you better listen boy
0: right, but thank you so much Rob Uh, this is the Salt City Podcast I'll see you whenever we post another one it's going to be a we're going to be posting a lot in 2021, so stay tuned for that. Shit, probably still
1: going to be locked down. Too. Oh,
0: yeah, <laughs>